1: buddy. Welcome to Teenagers with Attitude, a show where a bunch of grown adults sit around and talk about teenagers in tightly colored clothing. Uh, I'm not Zach, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, joining me today are Mike. Hey. Hey. Who the hell are you? Uh, well, I mean, you know who I am, Mike. Really? Just the question is, why am I leaving the podcast off? That's the real question. But uh, again, we'll get to that in a second. Also, Luke is here.
2: Zach, did you get turned into a kid?
1: Shh. I mean, come on, well, that doesn't happen, uh, and L- Lexi's here too. Um, I,
3: I, for the record, I don't know who this is, this is a stranger talking to me right now, and I'm not comfortable
1: with this. <laughs> no one's comfortable.
3: <laughs> I think it's Zach, I think he got turned into a kid. Well, wait, wait, why did Zach, What was Zach the only one who got
1: turned into a kid?
2: I don't know.
1: <laughs> Inconsistent writing? <laughs> Uh, but uh, for those of you who don't get the bit we're doing, I'm, I'm Lucas. Uh, I'm a guest on this show sometimes, and for some reason Zach decided to let me host this show, and I'm terrified about it. Oh, because Zach
2: decided to fucking ditch for the season three finale.
3: That,
1: exactly. <laughs> that too. We got to three years into this
3: podcast, and he decided to just kind of check out.
4: Yeah, this is the episode that's going to go up on our three-year anniversary. BT dubs.
3: I- <laughs> I hate that you're saying
2: those words.
1: <laughs> I, and yeah, and again, I gave you all an out. I was like, "Oh, are you sure you want a guest host on for your third anniversary?" And Zach was just like, eh, whatever." Like we have
2: a buffer. We could have waited until we could get more people on this one.
1: I don't know, but here we are. And yeah, and you're you're stuck with this. You're stuck with this twenty two year old on the show. Do you
4: think you're ready for this? Do you really think you're ready
1: for this? I listen I
4: here, motherfucker. Only the only TWA host chair is a fucking crucible. This is your trial by fire, asshole, all right? Get ready to put on your big boy pants. Hey,
2: Lucas, since it's our third anniversary, why don't you walk us through some of the best memories we've had while you've hosted this show?
1: Uh, Well, let's see. There was when Mike insulted me about two seconds ago. Everyone
2: loves that part.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's a classic time-honored bit. It's uh, where Lexi said she didn't know who I was.
2: Well, I mean, obviously the normal default host of the show would bother to show up for the third anniversary and third what? season finale happening simultaneously. So you obviously yeah, know everything think. about every episode of this podcast, so why don't you tell me some more about it?
1: Uh, I mean... Give me some deep cuts. Some deep cuts. Uh, so, uh... Mr. Mixleplick, it's a funny name, oh, right? Oh, damn
2: it. I, you've listened to this show. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: that was a bad pull, Luke. Yeah, someone who hasn't listened to this show. Um, Right. I, I I, think... I'm I, willing to wager he's listened to more of the show than Luke
2: has.
0: Oh,
4: yeah, probably.
2: <laughs> there I forget what it was because it was a long time ago now, but there was some episode with a bad guy or some character that was like a weird, disappearing, magical man that was giving them trouble. And I did not think to compare him to Mr. Mixes Piddalick, and I was so mad when the recording ended. <laughs> was it the fucking little imp dude from the uh, Island of Illusion? Uh, I, don't, I think it was more recent than that. I want to say it was a season three episode, but I don't remember.
3: Huh. I, I missed a lot of season three.
2: But you're right, he was also very Mixes Piddalick-esque.
1: Yeah. So yes, uh, for those of you who aren't aware, this is we are covering uh, c- the final episode of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. That title is D- about to go away. Depending on how you look at it, no, no, no he is, is like he
3: is one hundred percent ending.
1: Yeah, he is one hundred percent correct. This is not correct. just the
2: season three finale; it's the series finale. The show is
1: over. Yeah, Mike. The show Mighty Mighty Morphin Power Rangers ends. I mean, it, the
4: thing is, like, it depends on whether or not you count Alien Rangers as no, part
1: no, no, of season no, 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 three. Is Mike, Mike, Mike,
3: Mike, uh, Mike. What he said is 100% unambiguously accurate. This is the end of Mighty Morphin Power
2: Rangers. Right, then we're going to get into the next series of Power Rangers, Mighty Morphin Alien Rangers.
1: Well, honestly, I kind of lean more towards Mike and saying that I think it's just kind of a part of season three, but this is the end of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers branding. Netflix
3: has seasons one, two, and three of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers in a single collection. It ends here. It also includes season 18, which is reversion. That is is exactly what I was getting to. If season (laughs) 18, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers reversion makes the cut and Alien Rangers doesn't, that is the final nail in the coffin of Alien Rangers being part of Season 3.
2: I mean, I'm on Ranger Wiki right now, that bastion oh of gosh. truth and accuracy. Mighty Morphin Alien Rangers is a thir- is a Power Rangers miniseries. Oh, continuing the third season of... Okay, well, yeah, see, we go oh, but it's Ranger Wiki. We are liars.
4: Come <laughs> on. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just treat it like Schrodinger's Ranger Wiki. It can't be accurate and inaccurate <laughs>
1: yeah. depending on how you
3: feel. I think that's exactly how wikis work.
1: A little bit, but it's very much kind of an opinion thing. Which way you see it, you're kind of both right and both wrong. Mm. That's the way it works. Anyway, yeah,
2: Mighty Morphin Power Rangers is over as of today.
1: And that's absolutely accurate. But so this is season three, episode thirty-three. Rangers in Reverse. What we're talking about. Today. Also, this
2: is the
3: I to break it to everyone, but this is the last episode of Teenagers with Attitude too, because by the end of this, there's not
2: going to be teens. That's true. That's we're true. Be aliens with attitude next week.
1: <laughs> I'm the closest thing to a teen that's ever touched this show. We all know yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, but before we get into talk about the episode, uh, I think it's time to talk about some things. Time to talk about some things
2: if we have to. I mean, you're the host now. You have the power to stop this bad segment.
1: Wait, are you
4: renaming it to talk about some things? Cuz that seems needlessly cumbersome. I I I
1: don't I don't know. We're going to need a new
2: <laughs> theme song for talk about some things.
1: Yeah. All right, let's talk about some things. Good luck with that, Eric. <laughs> uh, but so, first thing to talk about um, is that, one, I, I I know the show's already talked about the fact that Hasbro bought Saban. Right. Fine. We're good. No one knows how that's going to possibly turn out. No point to speculate on it. But uh, as of now, Saban Brands is officially closed. They are done. They are not even a company anymore. So that is kind of, that could be good news or bad news depending on your opinion on stuff. Maybe, yeah, we've also discussed that. Mm -hmm. but yeah that's that's over uh so the the hasbro era has officially begun so i wanted to bring that up right uh second uh the comic just released a big anniversary 25th anniversary special issue with uh stories from across uh all of the power ranger not all of these a bunch of the power ranger seasons although most of them pretty much have to do with mighty Morphin because of course because that's what makes the money Mm -hmm. uh there's like one story that's Takes place during Mystic Force, which was a weird call in my opinion, but you know, uh, but uh, it's overall pretty neat. The one that I thought we should, that I wanted to talk about mainly is that they do. I think we've mentioned it on the show before for sure. Uh, is they do one where they that takes place right after uh, the Ranger changeover. And it's about uh, Aisha and uh, Rocky. Trying to like prove themselves to the other rangers, mm-hmm. which is kind of an interesting idea, which that they like kind of feel inadequate. But what's weird is is that they don't include Rocky, like it's just those two guys. Like they're like, Oh, well Rocky and Tommy are already best friends, so he's already a part of the gang, but we're the outsiders. And I was like, Really? That's how you of saw it going.
3: <laughs> the one who needs to prove himself the most is Rocky.
4: Exactly. <laughs> I I feel like Rocky's too dumb to feel inadequate
1: that's mm, that's a solid point actually yeah he wouldn't notice also
3: he's he's a red ranger so i guess he maybe feels adequate by the color he
2: was assigned sure just by default yeah
1: well there is there is a weird ending to this bit in the comic where like they do a science experiment for billy or something and then they fight goldar goldar gets sent down to fight them uh, and they do that, and then, it, like, they beat him, and then it's just the rangers all looking at the viewing globe, like, Huh, I think they're gonna do a great job as rangers, and I was like, wait, so you guys didn't think you should go and help them? Like, you saw <laughs> they were getting- And Rocky's with them, being like, oh, man, this is so Here's cool! Here's the thing,
3: even by mid-season 2, Goldar was enough of a chump that, like, he could like a fine crucible for, like, a new ranger
1: to cut their teeth on. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, if
4: they couldn't beat Goldar, they they weren't gonna cut the mustard.
1: That's true, but it's just like it's like, man, they're gonna do such a great job with good th- good thing we didn't have to get involved in this battle with the, you know, second in command evil force, but whatever. Uh the other thing notable about that story, by the way, is it, it's the return of the rad bug, and also we see it destroyed. <laughs> so that's what happened to it, I guess.
2: <laughs> I guess there you
3: go.
1: That's closing some uh closing some uh, open cases
3: there on the rad bug. Yeah, well, they,
1: Bi- <laughs> Billy does say that he has a plan for a new model, but like, I guess they were just so they didn't want to like bum people out too much because we ever like people have weird affection for the rad bug, but yeah,
2: I'm I'm sorry, weird. There's nothing weird about <laughs> affection for the rad bug.
4: Yeah, it's no, it a flying Volkswagen Beetle. No, I I, I know. feel like the appeal is inherent.
1: You're not wrong. Fuck you. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> um, but. That's, uh, there's, that's pretty much the only really notable thing I'd say for the purposes of this podcast. It's, it's a cool thing. Oh, they're actually, they're the really cool. Okay, hold bit. on,
3: hold on, hold on. I need to, I need to push back on the concept that there are things that are beneath this podcast.
1: <laughs> well, I know, but We I have mean,
3: talked about some absolute dog shit
1: nonsense on this show. You're not wrong. I'm just saying that. like Most notably Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. <laughs> well, no, that's the really big like MMPR thing I wanted to bring up. The the other cool, the probably the f- coolest story in the whole book is about uh, the trial of Corone aka Astronema from in space. Like that's a genuinely cool idea and it's executed pretty well, but we're not there yet. So I didn't really feel the need to talk about it. But yeah, so it's a pretty cool issue. Check it out if you want to. Uh, and then the last thing that I saw going around on Twitter a bunch, and I'm now seeing it when I googled Power Rangers news ten minutes ago, uh, is that Billy Cranth, not uh, that's not his name, David Yost is said that he started to work on a script for a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers reunion like film, which is swinging for the fences a bit in my opinion. But I'm not gonna say I yeah, don't but- I don't hate the idea. Like it could sure. work. Sure.
2: Hold on, hit the brakes. Yeah. What happened to the order?
1: Um I mean, that
2: that was a while ago. Did they not finish filming it yet?
1: Uh I think they were I think they're having trouble like finding a location to shoot or something. There's some production oh, really? There's some production trouble with that just film. Just find or... a
3: quarry somewhere. It's <laughs>
1: basically a Power Rangers tribute. You're not wrong, but yeah, no, I believe they are having some kind of like production. They insist that oh, it's I'm still it still going to happen, but I think they they've just kind of produ- stalled production for right now.
2: Let's see. Their most recent update was June 11th. As you patiently wait for The Order movie, we have an exciting prequel project to hold you over. We've created a graphic novel series called The Order, Icarus Rising. This series of graphic novels will give you the backstory to The Order and drop you off right where the movie plot begins. See how this highly elite cadre of soldiers, freedom fighters, and trained living weapons came to be. We also want to give an amateur, professional, or uh, amateur or professional artist a chance oh, to create God. one of our variant covers. Oh, if dear. you're an aspiring artist, this is the contest for you. Okay. Stay tuned for the graphic novel release date, more Order movie updates, and other exciting projects.
3: Hmm. So, so yes. I, I, I'm getting whiffs of paying and exposure
2: from that.
1: I love it. Yeah. Mm.
2: <laughs> I will say on these on this shit for the Order comic hashtag the Order comic. Excuse me. Not seeing a publisher logo on it. There is one <laughs> There is one drawn page
1: on this flyer. Um, yeah, who knows where that's going? I don't know, man. Let's
2: see, prizes. Your design will be one of the exclusive variant covers for the amazing graphic novel series. You will be credited as a variant cover artist in the comic book The Order Icarus Rising Volume 1. Your design will be featured exclusive cover for a special Comic-Con event... You'll be given social media publicity from the creator. Yeah, oh
3: boy! There it okay, is. Okay, so Ooh, getting boy. So stepping aside from the uh... <laughs> <laughs> elephant in the room with that, I just want to say quickly that Icarus Rising is the like perfect generic um, like subtitle to add to something called the Order.
1: Well, it also is kind of uh, a little ironic because you realize he rise, he rose, and then he fell very, very hard. Right, it seems that's like exactly you're what they're getting shot at
2: with the movie flopping. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> if the prequel is about Icarus going up, then the movie seems like it's about him going yeah. down. Well, the movie plot is supposed to be about them
4: going in, like, I guess within an all-out war with each other or something or whatever the fuck. Like, it's they're deliberately implying that like shit's gonna go bad for them. Oh,
2: okay, right, right. Like this right. is not
4: rocket science.
2: Sure, sure. I want to see if like what the most recent film update was because I want to get a sense of like okay, well, when, when the last time they a phrase actually phrase
3: just uh, popped into my head. This isn't Rocky science, and I'm picturing like Shrinky Dinks.
2: <laughs> All right, here we go. After years of fans begging for a reunion, we knew this project give the fans a grittier, edgier take on their most favorite superheroes. We we're putting the band back together for you. Here's what we already have in place: completed script, professional director and crew attached, experienced producing team, partial funding, principal actors attached. And then it all bold and all caps a few paragraphs down. We will still film
1: this yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, that's that's.
2: Yeah. Oh boy, that's a uh, encouraging.
1: That sounds desperate. Like, oh, what's happening? Well, it sounds
2: like it's from before the the like crowdfunding campaign ended though have they not updated anything since no i then think other they other have because i think novel? i think
1: they've been sending me emails about it i just haven't been paying attention because okay
2: maybe they just haven't been updating the website yeah
1: maybe i don't know but but let's stop reading from the order website and uh i just i don't know does anyone think that this possibly could work like a a modern like reunion movie or whatever for these guys I think it will be,
3: if, I think if this movie happens, it's going to be exactly the like mid-to-small-budget uh, action film starring a lot of people who haven't acted professionally in years that it looked like it was going to be. And if you go in expecting that, you might be able to have some fun with it. But that's sure. the, that's a big, big if in that it even comes out.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of ifs around this for sure.
3: There
4: is one thing that we can say for absolute certain. If this film actually does come out, we as a podcast are
1: obligated to watch it. Oh, yes. Of course. course. Yeah, that's not even... That was never even a question, Mike. Uh, But yeah, so that's uh, all the things I brought to talk about. (laughs)
2: Lucas, you're not a core member of this podcast. You can't talk like you are
1: like that. I, I... He's in the. Like he's man, got I'm the, not
3: either at this point. He's yeah. got the host ball, man. He can do what he
1: wants. Listen, I'm like trying to not, and I have this devolve to be like I'm the student that the teacher said to watch the classroom while she went in the right. hallway because I'm also yeah. younger and smaller than all of you, and you could easily gang right. up on me. So I've got to try yeah, and keep up. You up. I can easily try. I got to try to keep up this air. He does understand how this
3: how this show works. Then we will be ganging up on him. Yeah,
2: L- Lucas. I don't know if you know, the regular host usually lets me play a video video games during the recording. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's true. All I mean, right, little Mario Tennis now. <laughs> listen, I've been, listen <laughs> I've been
3: playing Grand Boost, Boost since this recording okay, started. Okay. So, so,
1: let's talk about the episode um so the first thing is enjoy the power rangers theme while it plays because this is the last time you're Lucas, gonna hear this Lucas, version what episode is um, this
2: no it's not because i watched the, the first episode of alien rangers by mistake oh and it's the same theme well they do they with the same
1: footage do they not say alien at the end like they do in the other ones not until not until episode two fair enough my mistake
2: they don't want to spoil what's gonna happen that's
1: the thing is uh
2: when the show
4: aired they didn't Again, nearest I could tell, kids didn't get a whole lot of warning that this was what was happening. I'm not surprised yeah. by that. They just pretended it was still Mighty Morphin for an extra episode.
1: Was That's this fair. still when they
3: were airing, like, every day? Because if so, yeah, they wouldn't get a lot of warning. Well, let's
2: find out. I can look.
3: I w- I
1: would be interested to know if there was a gap between this and the start of Alien Rangers. Because if so, it ends on a real bummer. But we'll get to that.
2: <laughs> let's see. Rangers in Reverse first aired November 27th, 1995. And then the first episode of Alien Rangers aired February 5th, 1996. Oh, so yeah, th- it was, yeah, it there was three was months a... before Alien Rangers started. That's
1: rough. That's got to be rough <laughs> yeah. to be a kid during that. Yeah. Uh,
2: it looks like they were down to airing... looks like they were airing, like, every other day at this point.
1: Okay. That's honestly a better schedule. Uh, but so we open on Ernie's Jim and Juice Bar, where the uh, guys are all helping Ernie unload some stuff. And Aisha- They're
4: specifically helping
3: him lug fruit
4: mm-hmm. from
1: the floor in front of the bar to
4: the top of the bar, question mark.
3: It's very it's very um, high school stage play. We need something for the extras to be doing as the yes, scene opens. Yes, very much so.
1: That's an excellent way to put it.
2: Uh, you gotta create a tableau.
1: <laughs> uh, but so, uh, Rocky and Aisha come up, and they're like, hey, so what did you call us here about? And Tommy says, oh, well, it's Kath's birthday- uh, tomorrow, I think. And we need to d- do something for her. And there, and I think Rocky's like, I don't think she wants to make a big deal about it, though. The only reason I know is because I helped her register for school. So I, that's a good nod to the fact that she's, you know, not from here and actually does need to go to school. So that explains that, right, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but Aisha's like, oh, no way. She's getting a surprise party. We're not going to honor that wish at all. Hey,
3: hey, yeah, exactly. hey, hold on. Sidebar here. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, if if somebody says they don't want a surprise party, don't give them a fucking party!
2: (laughs) Now, I agree with you. In fairness, it's not like Kat said, please don't throw me a party. It's just she wasn't talking about it Yeah, she decided that, you know, it's a little better.
4: I don't know. The dialogue kind of implies that she didn't want to make a big deal about her birthday. I'm not sure, but this is is a major sin of cartoons and kid shows in general. It presents the idea that, like... If a person doesn't want a big thing for their birthday, fuck them. Do it anyway.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure.
2: I I will say, you know what? Maybe I'm being more generous because at least it's not the trope of... Gaslighting your friend or family member Into thinking nobody loves them And then revealing at the end that you were throwing them A surprise party
1: Yeah, that's also bad
2: Which was has never been a good idea But there's so much in kids media That tries to convince you it is
1: mm-hmm. You're not wrong, I agree 100% uh, But so then we cut To the moon and Rita's talking to Zed Saying that, oh, my dad Master Vile, you know, that guy uh, has this yeah. amazing plan of the millennium, I think she says, to destroy the Power Rangers. Were which all- is, which, given when this airs,
3: assuming, like, that this takes place in the actual, like, day, like, our age, and not some other, you know, time in the future that just happens to be what? exactly like the 90s oh i see what you're uh, saying, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: which is what is the case right yeah, but sure. yeah if,
3: assuming assuming they're at the same point in the millennium that we were when the show aired they're really getting right. this plan in at the uh, last second here and
1: also who boy they did not have a lot of humdinger of plans for uh a thousand years that's true yeah they really didn't have anything going until here uh, but so Zed's like, you know, being all pissy because he just hates Vile so, so much because he's so much better at this yeah. than he is. And uh, He's like, well, where is he even? Like, he's not even around. And she's like, oh, he's busy getting everything ready. You'll see it. And then we cut to him somewhere in the castle where, like, like the caves are. Right. He's I think he's this charging is up inside his, J-O his skull Oh, yeah, what was that? It's inside his <laughs> not skull, skull shield. seen this before. <laughs> oh, so he's charged up his J-O crystal. What's so what's that, Luke? No, well, no, so no. <laughs>
3: no. Well, no. Here's the here's the problem, Luke. Is he that... needs he needs a partner to also charge up their JO crystal.
2: Well, no, that's just, you know, if you want to hang out and charge up your crystals together, it's
1: a good bonding experience. Is this like the dark it... counterpart of the ZEO crystal, Luke? Is that what this oh. is?
3: Oh. oh man, Luke the JO You Sweet
1: child. <laughs> No, no, I know what you're referring to. No, I just I, want I, you to I, hang yourself on this. I think you should explain yeah. the joke. I want you to explain yeah, I your joke you to me. <laughs> yeah,
3: as the host, it's your duty to fill in the listeners <laughs> on
2: what we're talking about.
1: <laughs> yes, I think you're. I'm not the host. Why no, no, would I'm, be my duty? To... No, I'm, Lucas, I, as the host, I'm asking you to explain this to everyone.
2: Oh, I see. I see. Well, you know, sometimes you have crystals that glow with energy when you jerk off. and <laughs> You got to charge up those crystals. <laughs>
1: okay, I was wondering if you're gonna write somewhere around that, but just went shot straight. Okay. Uh no I, do- I don't know this is not
4: a this is not a relatable scenario to me Luke mm-hmm. oh you don't you
2: don't have a Jo crystal have you done this yeah, before yeah you have a Jo crystal I mean, who hasn't I think I think you're probably the weird one
1: for not <laughs> but so is this how you charge it up Luke you go into a cave and you you know chant about no, evil just...
2: things well I mean you know whatever whatever works for you I guess <laughs> so
3: Luke I have a question about the crystal is this like <laughs> yeah great. <fuck. laughs> Um, is there is there like a are, do you do you need to kind of keep the energy up in it or is, like is there a problem if that energy dips too low because uh, how, ba- well, how many times honest, do you recharge
1: expert. it, Luke? <laughs> Let me ask you that question. How often do you rechar- have to recharge this crystal?
2: I, I, you know, I, I'm gonna have to confess here. I'm not, I'm not the expert on the subject. I really these are these
1: well, are questions well, I really well, can't well, help you I'm asking you with. personally. How often do you recharge your crystal?
2: I mean, listen. We. Don't, I think it's a little rude to ask someone about the crystal, man. Well,
1: so, I
3: mean, the reason I'm asking is, listen, I've been I've been on some testosterone blockers for a while here. My crystal's sure.
2: been neglected for a while. Sure. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. You just you can give that thing a jump. I,
4: if- <laughs> I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> There, go.
2: I, there go. I have such deep regret for the choices I've I made. I was like,
1: I, he, I can't move on until he breaks kayfabe. He's got to break the I, kayfabe. Yeah.
2: I think. I think just. <laughs> Giving you a couple of seconds to
3: reflect on what you said yeah. was—that's <laughs> entirely your no, fault.
2: No, I've been full of shame and regret from the moment I first brought this meme up. Yeah, yeah, you should, <laughs> as you
4: should be. G- yeah, that's yes, that's what should have happened. <laughs> so anyway, so Master Vile is like, "Hey, uh, purest, darkest forces of evil in the world, I, I call you forth," and then just, we get the. The fucking everything quake. The earth yeah. shakes, the moon shakes, everything shakes. No, just the moon shakes. right now. The
1: earthquake's later. Uh, yeah, it's a moon quake. But uh, this scene goes on for way too long. Like, it's just scenes of, like, uh, rocks A lot falling. of scenes
2: in this episode go on way too long. Yeah,
1: you're not wrong. But it's just, like, rocks I'm okay with this scene
2: going like- on
4: as long as it does, because it's fucking... It's the evil wizard guy casting a super powerful spell that's gonna change the status quo for, like, 11 episodes. So I'm Here's fine with it. Here's
3: the thing. If... If they would have cut to, you know, an extended scene of everyone on the moon doing the Enterprises under attack routine, like, right away, that would have been fine. But we get, like, four, like, cutbacks to Vile just flailing his arms around, and then we get an extended scene of everyone in the palace, like, losing their, like, it is so very visibly padded to hell, and I was ready to move on.
4: I don't know. There's 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 some nice gags in this bit, I especially like when Finster runs away, and like Rita's like Finster, come back here. You know, it's just my dad. And Finster's
1: like, yeah, that's why I'm leaving. Peace out. <laughs> Finster remains a great character. I, I just I love that yeah. he's done with everyone's nonsense. Uh, but it's, so after this moon, cool- well, there's
4: also I, I do want to say one other nice joke in this whole sequence uh-huh. is as as the shit is really hitting the fan. Mm-hmm. Zed Zed just asked Rita like, hey, so tell me. Do you have any more relatives that are planning on showing up yeah. <laughs> just give me a heads up
1: that is a good bit I did like that yeah which we still don't know where her mom is so uh, well, who knows God I actually really want to know about Rita's mom well we I've said I think I said last time I was on that like she has to probably be adopted because she is canonically human and but Rita isn't so uh, I don't know it's I mean, a, he's a, weird a human thing.
2: skeleton I think he used to have skin.
1: Uh, He could have. I don't know. There's a lot of ways you could take their relationship and existence.
3: Listen, it could also be, uh, like, I mean, her dad very clearly is some sort of monster, but maybe her mom was human, and just the way genetics work, some people, some kids turn out way closer on the human spectrum than others.
1: That's that's true, yeah.
2: Y'all are forgetting the lore here, because we've met Rita's mom. She's dating Tommy's dad. Oh, shit, you're right. And she moved to Paris (laughs) with that French guy. You're, That's
3: right, uh, because yeah because Rita is just a Kimberly. Now he's making, making the, the deep cuts, loop. Yeah. Proud of you. Wait, who's Kimberly? Listen, after three years, we've got to, you know, <laughs>
2: respect the lore.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if Power Rangers is going to respect its lore like it does, we have to do it in the same exact they, fashion. They
2: never say anything to confirm it, ever. But I'm still going with the theory that uh, Rito and Rita are both adopted.
3: Yeah, I Master mean, Viles. yeah, that's, would, yeah, that's fine. I mean, it
2: works because none of them have the same, like, family
3: name. Um, right. Uh-huh. And, like, none of them really seem to resemble each other
1: in any way.
3: Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah, that's probably the easiest way to get out of explaining that. Pretty it's much, a, just, It's a there fucking are, Daughters of
3: Thanos move. situation. Right, exactly. Like, I think they're yeah, not exactly. even, like,
2: strictly speaking, his kids. I think he's some kind of evil wizard that abducts
1: children and, like, trains
2: them into his evil army. Right.
1: Yeah, I think that yeah, I think that's probably the best explanation. But so we cut down to the command center. Alpha's freaking out, and he and at first I was just like, "Oh, okay, yeah, stuff's going on, on the moon on the moon." Hey, by the way, I just
2: remembered it's not canonical that Kimberly's mom and Tommy's dad dated. That was our joke. Yeah, no, no, it's oh, yeah, canonical yeah, 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 yeah.
3: within the Teenagers with Attitude canon. Right,
2: right exactly. within the TWA averse, But I forgot that was
3: nothing right. like on the show.
1: No, yeah, we just made the joke about that because there was a pocket square well, right. situation. Yeah.
3: also, also, I think there was a bit with um, wasn't the guy who played Kimberly's like uncle or something? Also, oh right, <laughs> also Tommy's dad.
2: I think so. Yeah, which, yeah, which, which
3: led to uh, the theory like that, that it's uncle in quotes. Yeah,
1: sure. Uh, but So Alpha's freaking out about the, the thing on the moon, but then we see he's also freaking out because Zordon's not in his tube. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Which... I
3: love how they keep just okay, casually was that set throwing. Up in the previous episode, I assumed it was. Nope. No, No, no. Lately, they've been on a kick of just casually <laughs> offhand referencing like decisions characters have made that make no sense.
1: Yeah, he's like, "Oh, why did you take now to take choose now to take a vacation?" And then we see Zordon's head slither <laughs> up from the bottom <laughs> it's of the so tube. Disturbing. And it's it's horrifying. <laughs> Cuz like, uh, normally when they put normally when Zordon's head shows up, uh, shows up in the tube, it's like the two electrical things next to it shock it. Right. But then but he's coming up from the bottom yeah, of the like tube. Yeah, it's like a TV finding a signal, but like he just he goes up the tube
4: like it's a literal tube. It's like <laughs> And he's just like, sorry, Alpha, I was in my private chamber. Excuse me? I was charging my crystal,
2: Alpha. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, no, he, that's the thing. Is At first, when he just says private chamber, I was like, well, that's a thing wait, you can wait, do. Right. Given that <laughs>
3: doesn't actually have a physical body at all, does he have to be a sapiosexual by, like... <laughs>
2: By like necessity. Also, well, we've, we've gone into Zordon physiology before about how there's just like I, now I'm the one doing y'all the anniversary deep cuts. <laughs> we talked about his got like a cloaca said, yeah. on the back of his head.
4: So does he have to use his cloaca to charge
2: the geo crystal? Or? I guess so.
1: Yeah, I don't really yeah. know enough about bird
2: sex to really get into it beyond that. But <laughs>
1: why why did I agree to do this? That's a great question. Like- I did. I, I wrote out all my notes, and I was. I never thought we'd be talking about Zordon's bird sex, Cloaca. <laughs> that was not where I saw my day going.
2: We literally um, have an episode of this show called Zordon's
3: Cloaca. That's
1: I, like yeah, of the cases you okay. should
3: be
2: prepared for. It. That's one of
1: okay,
3: them. Okay. Um. Following up on that <laughs> statement, I know this is a self-hosted endeavor, but how are we not canceled?
1: <laughs> yeah, these are all fantastic questions. But what I was saying was, is that. The fact that they refer to Zordon having a private chamber is insane at this point, but the thing is, now where we know what happens in the future, it's kind of obvious that they're setting up the existence of the power chamber below the command center. they're (laughs) not. They're not? I don't think so. I think that's giving them way too much credit. I totally thought that's where he was. He was getting that all set up for when that stuff goes down. So here's the thing. It goes
4: against everything we've known about this show up until this point, but they started setting up everything that happens in Alien Rangers and leading up into Zeo, basically with the arrival of Master Val, because, like, yeah. they brought up the Zeo crystal. They set mm-hmm. up uh, just a whole bunch of shit. And it's, yeah. it's weird, because, again, we're not used to the show, like, doing things in advance. We're used to them having to play fast and
3: loose and fucking scramble when a cast member leaves.
4: Right. Like, right, yeah. it's
3: just... Here's the thing, we do know there is, like, they've already established there's a room under the command center, because that's where they built time. Right. That too, yeah. Like, the White well, I Ranger mean, I, I guess, stuff, I guess. I guess
2: I don't know, I assumed that, because again, this is, like, not a joke, my understanding of Zordon is that he's somewhere out in, like, nine-dimensional space, right. and the tube is just kind of like, like a TV tube right. that you can, like, tune into yeah. to yeah, see yeah, him. Yeah, that's
4: that's the weird part, because like he has a private chamber in a time warp, question mark?
2: So I assume that, like, on his end, he went into a chamber. Like I assume that he walked away from wherever the tube was tuning into. <laughs> yeah,
1: and he went to the secondary tube below the command center, <laughs> the power well, So, chamber. yeah, so that's
3: the thing. At this point in the, you know, canon of the show or whatever, it's heavily implied at the very least that, yeah, the tube is just, like, it's just like a signal that he's using to communicate with him. He's not actually in right. there. Later, he will be, right? Yeah.
2: actually in right. the well, two. I mean, I mean the, the the very canonical movie showed that he was in there. I guess. Okay, so. so
3: yeah, so in the movie he was, but before the movie and after the movie he wasn't. Based on how the show <laughs> right, was he left stuff. again, he was there visiting. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: no, Joel. Uh, no, but yeah. Uh, Lexi is correct that by the time I'm in space, he is hundred percent in the tube. So no, I don't know, I know if there's something about the transfer to the power chamber tube that makes that happen. I don't so, know. So okay, okay, it, no, it, no, no, it I've got it. I've got, the main it. Point no, is...
3: I've got it Let me let me go solve ahead. this. Go ahead. All right. So the whole like pitch is like I think sometime in Turbo maybe Bef- anyway, before in space, Alpha and Zordon fuck off to who knows where, right? Uh-huh. I think they go back to right. Altar. So my like if Zordon's traveling somewhere, that implies a physical, like, location. What I'm guessing is Zordon is in a tube somewhere else, and this is just a tube connected to his other tube. This is a relay
2: tube. Yeah. Okay, well, let me throw an even crazier idea at you. What if, uh, you know, you're talking about there's a room underneath the command center. What if it's just a really tall tube that goes through the floor, and he was just down there, and that's why you show him
1: coming up? I think that's basically what it is. It's like a, a longer or a secondary tube that he just travels up and right. down from. But I think if you want, honestly, if you wanted to marry the two ideas, what I would say is that Zordon is trapped in a time warp, but his body isn't. His body is in the tube, like in the movie, but his brain is what's in the time. Oh, warp. I see his mind. And yeah, so his yeah, yeah. Mi- his mind is what's being projected through the tube. His mind's been scattered to the nine that's... dimensions. Right, Exactly, something like that So
2: then if he goes off to another planet What if it's a really tall tube And it just goes off (laughs) the earth to that planet (laughs) Oh yeah, like, yeah, you know The the theory of the space tube And it's very small and clear So you wouldn't really see it in the establishing shots Right Man, the the effects of rotation Would just completely fuck up that connection (laughs) No, no, no The way the Uh, galaxies are set up It totally just works Oh sure, sure. so not? it would work with any so the, other two planets. Right, it right, it right. With so this two. is basically
3: a clockwork universe sort of theory.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh wait,
1: nope, sorry, that's Zeo. Nice, that's a good, that's a good one. Oh, because they got the the yeah, 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 the cogs. Uh, but boy, so- does that sound like a slur? Does it cogs? Does, does it?
3: Actually, I think that that's might just actually a machine we, part. No, I think that actually is a slur. C-
1: Deus ex.
3: Okay, that Maybe. would make sense. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's, probably that's
1: what i fo- think it sounds like That's what, that, that's, what the foot, so that's what the foot soldiers are called in Zio. That's right, what all yeah. I got for you. I don't know, I don't know what you Listen, want from it's, me. Listen,
3: it's not like I've been playing a lot of that game lately or anything.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, but so Alpha's all upset because he's detecting all these gravitational waves coming off the moon. It's messing up all his instruments. And he's just like, I don't know. I think something terrible is about to happen. And Zordon's like, yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I
3: mean, it usually does. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, God. Zordon just let's recast Zordon as Eeyore.
2: You know, I was going to say, because I also, like I said, watched the next episode first by mistake, because I thought that's what we were on. In these two episodes, he seems like he cares even less than usual.
1: A little bit, yeah. I'm not, I wouldn't say you're wrong. He definitely seems like, oh, there's nothing we can do to, you yeah, know, Yeah, he doesn't even, he doesn't yeah, even say it's the thing he's the, feared the most. Like, he hasn't even feared this. Right. Uh, but so then we cut to a carnival and uh, we have a uh, cat is in a blindfold. and the other rangers are like, oh, we're taking you somewhere special for your this birthday. This is stock footage of a carnival, right? Like the film grain looks well, I mean, completely some of it different is. from the
3: rest of the episode. Yes,
1: some of it definitely is, yeah. But they they, they, they actually made some part of a carnival or, for or this Or at least shoot. filmed
2: at like a you know, California state fair or something. This
3: looks something like one of those like carnivals that. that they set up in like a Lewis drug parking lot.
1: Yeah, it's a small carnival. Yeah, it's definitely trying to seem bigger than it is. I mean this isn't a new thing. We've
4: they've gone to a carnival before.
1: Yeah. Right, yeah.
3: Yeah, I guess maybe there's just a, a carnival like set up somewhere near where they film that's convenient. Do do know, you think not?
4: Pineapple the Clown is working off screen somewhere? Yes. I mean probably not. <laughs> I
2: think they murdered him.
1: <laughs> I can dream. <laughs> He's there He's there in spirit, Mike. He's there in spirit.
3: Well his 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 his, his like cousin, um like Coconut the Clown. I was gonna say Pomango the Clown to just keep the hits sure. rolling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Man,
1: we're really just doing callbacks all day today, yep. aren't we? Uh-huh. Well it's the third anniversary. That. Yeah, that's what yeah. you're supposed to do. Get obnoxiously self-indulgent. This is my dog Buster. I think
5: I'd like to be in Viking times. I always love those books.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which exactly. for us is really any episode, let's be honest.
1: Yeah. Uh but so Bulk and Skull are writing parking tickets to a car that's too close yep. to the line Bulk or whatever, you know. Bulk and Skull are being, being the most cop they've been yet. Yeah,
2: I was gonna yeah. say, they're being, <laughs> they're being real bad. They literally have, like, a tape measure out, and they're like, you're two inches close to the line. Yeah. right I mean, they're
1: trying to meet a quota, so. Right, yeah, exactly. And so then they, the guy who owns the car comes up, and they're like, oh, you know, be careful next time, whenever, when next time you're parking there's a heap. And the guy is dressed like an archaeologist or a safari warden. He's wearing like khaki shorts and a pith helmet. Yeah. And, and I don't know why that's what he decided to wear, but I'm just
3: going to spoil it and say Lieutenant Stone was at yeah. Well, like, that's what He was on the next some <laughs> sort of a like archaeo- archaeological dig, and he just got back
1: at the <laughs> yeah, carnival. No,
3: he, he, he
5: well, he, he...
1: he had the archaeological dig at noon, and then the carnival at two. That was his schedule. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like he came directly over, didn't have time to change. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Because uh, yeah, he takes off his helmet. And he's like, "Really, you're writing me a ticket?" And they're like, oh. Uh, right. Uh, it's, it's like uh, which oh, no. makes it
2: uh. even worse as a cop thing. Because it's like, okay, it'd be bad enough that you're writing this ticket, but oh, you're not going to write it because it's another
3: right, cop. Yeah.
1: Here's the here's the thing. Right. Like,
2: okay,
3: you guys, you guys f- fucked up the only rule of this, which is, you know, you be an
1: absolute stickler shit to everyone but us.
0: God. Right.
1: Yeah. Uh, but so then they take the blindfold off Catherine and show her that, oh, we're at a carnival. Which we're gonna I love have the fun. idea like,
2: Where am I, guys? I hear children laughing and carnival music. Yeah, exactly. Is yeah. that
1: your attempt at an Australian accent? Or is that your attempt not to do an Again, Australian accent?
2: I went accent? 5% into it, realized, nope, don't do that. And unlike last time, I tried to do one where I went 5% into it, realized, oh, I shouldn't. Better lean up. Eight hundred percent into it to cover <laughs> for myself. Uh, my yeah, that's my, fair. If you're
3: if you're trying to do an Australian accent off the cuff, and I strongly recommend not doing that in
2: general. No, don't.
3: Um, yeah. the, the best shortcut I can recommend is kind of just try to have an upward inflection at the end of everything you say. Sure, that's also just how cat talks. The, the that's point not is even though that cat though. Is,
4: cat is like we don't have carnivals where i'm from we don't celebrate or know happiness in australia it's a hell world
1: <laughs> accurate yeah <laughs> she does right yeah she does not say that but she's just like really affected by the fact that her friends took her to this rinky-dink carnival just like oh i just feel really lucky to have friends like you this isn't and a rinky
4: uh, this, this is a pretty
1: sizable county fair kind of setup
2: as far as carnivals go, it's all right.
1: I don't know the old like. There's like a wheel in Ferris wheel and like the yeah. potato I mean, sack slide. I mean, doesn't doesn't seem... if, you're, if
4: you're comparing it to like to an actual like I don't know theme park yeah, or it's something. Yeah, no, like, no. this is small next to, like a Six Flags, but like for just a county fair where people clearly like rolled these rides in from somewhere. Like this is a pretty nice I'm, carnival.
1: I'm saying I've seen bigger carnivals. <laughs> I, and I'm sure. not saying but I don't I don't oh, think well, Disney well, da, Mr. Elitist
3: over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right, Lucas. All right Lucas. Give opposite. me the
3: breakdown of the tiers of carnival. What's the
1: best carnival you've been to? Uh, the best carnival I've been to is quiet we're moving on so they are like all right everybody let's go have some fun and they enter this carnival without buying tickets they definitely don't okay pay any okay kind of hold money on hold on uh, ride Luke, Mike
3: I'm worried yeah. that we just let him get away
1: with that. You did. No yeah, one said no. <laughs> I was really happy for a second. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, they're buying it!" Keep oh, see, now, talking, I didn't mind that it.
2: you got away with it. I do mind that you were happy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a problem.
4: Mm-hmm. See, the, the thing is, like, hosting a podcast should be soul crushing. Is the thing
2: right? Yeah, you should be miserable.
4: Yeah, like basically, mm-hmm. like when when you're done here, there should be no more light in your eyes. Like you won't
3: you won't you won't cry. Mm.
1: Well, clearly you guys haven't been on a podcast with my sister, because that's what happens whenever I'm on a podcast with my sister.
3: Here's the thing, when you finish an episode of Teenage with Attitude, you don't cry. You think you're going to, but you you don't. Not for a few days anyway. <laughs> and then and then the tears don't stop.
1: Once once it does finally catch <laughs> up with you, once it does hit. Right. It's too traumatic. The adrenaline Again, this is not where I saw my day going. <laughs> But so, uh, Bulk and Skull, you know, get chewed out by Lieutenant Stone for writing him a ticket. He's like, "I took my day God, off are we still at in this that carnival. Scene? No, it
3: comes back. To that scene. After,
1: it comes back. Comes okay. back." To
3: scene.
1: But he, so he is like, ah, "I took my day off to get away from you guys, and you're still making my life a living." Oh, right, and yeah. then there's a really big pause, and then he's like, "Oh, forget it." So you could, I guess they were like, "Can we say living hell?" And then they were like, "No, we're <laughs> no, not. We gonna definitely can't."
4: That. It's weird to imply that he's about to say living hell when you could just like not. Say that well, you could just you like just say living nightmare or something. Or they could like, have
3: yeah. done the easiest joke in the world, which is have something cut him off as he's about to say it. Like yeah. the pause and then acknowledgement that they're not going to say it is just weird.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of ways they could have done this bit better, but they just were like, eh, whatever. Yeah, it's the season three finale. Who cares? Uh but so then he you know turns and starts his car and it blows. It's old, so it blows like soot and ash on their they faces. They probably
3: threw a like guest writer they had one time who had never really like taken a lead writing position before and just threw him at this. Because it was the finale, and who cares?
2: Right, yeah, who <laughs> cares about the finale? Right,
1: right. <laughs> uh but so he blows the car blows soot and ash in their faces and they put like you know grease paint on their faces and like these ridiculous wigs like it's like more hair than bulks ever had in this show yeah like there's this is huge thick oh it almost looks like the bride of frankenstein like the black hair all the way back it's wild yeah, this
2: car backfires worse than any car in the world
1: yeah <laughs> and we see it like backfire at their knees and somehow that all went in their faces yeah. so i don't know how that worked Uh, so then we cut to the moon and Master Vile comes up into the main, uh, throne room and is like, all right, everybody, check this shit out. Uh, this is the Orb of Doom. It's like the most powerful, most evil, uh, naturally occurring crystal in the world. It has the power to destroy a planet. So don't mess with it, idiots. So what this thing does is I put it on a planet in just the right spot. It's very important you put it in the right spot. And then it will uh, stop the rotation of the planet. It'll freeze it on its axis. So it stops spinning, and it will reverse okay, so, time. Yeah,
3: I love. I fucking love this because immediately is that just like oh, so what? We've already done this.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a great bit, So because right. he says like in a reverse time, Rangers will go back to being kids, they won't be a threat to us in any way, shape, or form, and Zed's like, uh, idiot, I did this already, you're just reusing my ideas. I love that
2: A, they point out they've tried this already, and B, that Master Vile's answer to that is just shut up. <laughs>
1: yep, that's exactly what it is. He's like, yes, yeah, so well, that was terrible because you did it. I'm doing it now. Yeah.
4: I mean, in fairness, Master Vile's version is more effective, kind of. Nah. It lasts longer.
2: Sure, I do want to be, like, Master Final says, you know, the crystal will stop the Earth on its axis, and Zed's like, what good's that gonna do? And I'm sort of yeah. gonna be like, it's gonna cook the world, that's what.
1: Well, it's yeah. gonna cook half the world and freeze
4: the other right, half. Yeah. yeah. But, like, I also love that this thing is just... So this show has a lot of very generic names for evil things, you know, Sea of Sorrow mm-hmm. and so on. Yeah. Orb sure. of Doom is maybe the most... Like this might be the absolute peak just we we couldn't come up with a good name for this evil artifact.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah. It's just an orb just of doom slap something, and it's just a crystal just ball slap something bad on it. It's like one step removed from the like bad thing.
1: Right, yeah. This the is the thing of bad evil thing. It does all the evil. It's powered by all the evil. That's what it is. It's the evil thing. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, but so then he gives it to Rito and is like, OK, take this down to earth, put it exactly where I tell you to, and then we'll be good to go. And he's like, sure thing. I'm not the guy that screws things up in this show or anything. Uh, and then then we cut then we go to commercial and then we cut back down and the Rangers are going down the potato sack slide and just being like, oh, man, what fun with friends. Right. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> uh, and then as they're about to go on a different ride, their communicators beep. Uh, I
4: mean, I don't don't want to completely ignore the fact that, like, A, just the shot of them going down the slide, and B, when they suggest going on another coaster, Rocky's like, oh, that's a bad idea, I had some chili dogs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which... I, I love that Rocky is basically Sonic the Hedgehog. That that makes I a knew, lot of things I lock knew, into I place. Was like
1: someone's going to mention Sonic the Hedgehog, <laughs> the mere mention of chili dogs, so their minds are going to go to Sonic. I wasn't going to be that I guy. I
3: love that they've managed to give Rocky such a bizarre like characterization that it feels perfectly like correct and in character for him to object to going on rides because he ate too much.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: That sounds exactly in Rocky's wheelhouse. I
2: miss, I miss when he had that big sandwich. <laughs>
1: <laughs> big sandwich, Rocky. Uh, but so then uh, it's just like, hey, what's absorbing? That's what like, the okay, kids come call come
3: him, Rocky the Big Sandwich to Santo. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, I uh, love, I love that they get a call from that She's like, hey, we're I'm gonna teleport you. Just like, hang on, I'm. We're yeah. Yeah. Like, some stuff's going down. So like, be, normally, prepare he yourself, tells like, them mentally. to teleport to the com- to him, and he's like, No, this yeah, time I'm right, wrapping
1: right. you. Yeah, definitely. And so he brings them into the command center, and they're like, What's going on, uh, Zordon? And he's like, Okay. So he basically, like, Master Vile called on the most evil forces in all the universe to get himself the Orb of Doom. He basically just tells him everything Master Vile just said. Yeah. Like it's just a retread and who knows how he knows all this. It's Zordon. That's how that works. Uh, but so Billy's like, Oh, so he needs to put it in an exact location. Let's just go to that exact location and stop him from putting it down. And Zordon's like, Well, that's really all we can do, but that's pretty dangerous, but I'm gonna have you do it anyway. So but right. so Alpha's yeah. Alpha's gonna give you the coordinates once he runs it through the computer or whatever. And then the alarm goes off and they're like, Wait, what's happening now? It's like, Oh, Rito just showed up, so you gotta go fight him too.
2: Go fight the Rito.
1: Right, but the thing that's, and, and then Zordon also says that, like, once the orb is secured, it can't be removed. So you really, you really can't mess this up, guys. Like, there's one thing you can't mess up, it's this. And then he's like, oh, and the coordinates are printing now. And right, i was it's like,
2: like dot matrix printer. Yeah,
1: and then Billy rips it off and just starts reading it. And I was like, doesn't Alpha control the teleportation? Well, doesn't he just decide, isn't he just going to send you right to Rito? Why do you need to read the coordinates yourself <laughs> first? <laughs> seems like a unnecessary step. Uh, but he's like, got it. All right, cool. Let's go. And they, uh, Tommy's like, well, let's not take any chances. And so then they morph before they teleport. They don't even which, sh- do ninja mode. It's right, all which, Why don't they to the do suits. this more often? Right, yeah. Eh, you know, if you got ninja suits, you're going to use them. Well, they're not allowed to escalate. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. Um, honestly, the ninja suits.
3: I think if you're teleporting to a location where monsters are wreaking havoc, they've already escalated to morphing time.
2: Well, that's the thing. They're only allowed to use exactly as much power as necessary for any given conflict. This time, they're allowed to morph early because the Orb yeah. of Doom is in play.
1: Exactly, and, and although to be fair, given what's about God, to happen, God, I want to see Zordon's
2: rule book,
3: like like the fucking everyone Magic does. the Gathering ass, does. like list of different <laughs> interactions of powers.
2: Like if the bad guys are coming with a total power level of eight thousand and one, they can only come in with a power level of eight thousand or two.
1: <laughs> sure, it, it doesn't make any sense. It <laughs> right. never has. This is season three. Why are we surprised? Here's the question: Does
3: is morphing does, is morphing an action that goes on the stack, or is it like an does it interrupt?
2: <laughs> uh, I'm guessing it is an interrupt because it does seem like it's got a pretty fast spell speed.
3: Yeah, I, actually now that I now so... that I asked the question, I'm pretty sure they have morphed in the middle of like an attack going off
2: before. Right, right, right. So it does seem mm-hmm. like you can you know use it as a reaction.
4: So Eric, can they, you put uh, into the background a music appropriate for how fucking dorky that was? I don't think it's spell
2: speed three though. I don't think it's like a counter trap. Oh I think God. it's just a, a normal, you know, reaction. Like a like a quick play spell or a normal trap card.
3: I like how I like how Luke and I are talking completely different card games, and it still kind of works. Yeah, Luke.
1: Well, no, Luke's trying to Luke Luke's <laughs> trying to bait me with Yu-Gi-Oh. Is what's happening. He knows that I will talk for hours about Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, oh you I full cool fucking nerds
4: in
2: your card games.
4: Well, no, I mean God. that's the thing,
1: Lexi,
2: is that like Yu-Gi-Oh and Magic have a lot of shit in common. It just it's called the chain in Yu-Gi-Oh instead of the stack.
1: Right. So they teleport in and Reno's just standing there and he's like, Ah, oh, great, these assholes. Um, like and they're just like, Oh, give the give us the orb and he's like, I really don't care about you guys right now. I got a big mission from my dad, have a bunch of tangas. Yeah. and then all the tangas. He show calls up. it
3: specifically pin the tail on the tango Pin the tail. Which on is the ta- um, yeah. very good. That's kinda messed up because like he's like acknowledging that yeah. yeah, these guys are only here to get clowned on. I think right. I
4: think well, this is the really. biggest number of tangas we've seen thus far, tbh. Yeah.
2: Yes, I think it's Adam who says like, "Whatever your game is, we're gonna stop it." And for a second, I thought he said, "Whatever your name is," and I got <laughs> very excited by the idea that Adam still doesn't know Rito's name. Oh, that so would be so good.
1: good. That would be. Uh, but no, you are right, Mike. This is supposed to be, like, the biggest amount of foot soldiers we've seen uh, for the Tengas this far. And this is a thing that happens a lot, uh, as you guys keep going, you're going to see that towards, like, the end of seasons, like, they generally have the Rangers fight, like, this huge amount of foot soldiers that right. are overwhelming. Yeah. But, like, even this is kind of small for that. But I do like the fact that the way they break it up is they have some of the Tangos go and try and attack the carnival, so then the Rangers have to split up. Right. That's that's a good way of, like, making this kind of risky.
2: It does feel very much... I've watched them, like, just completely clown on the tangas too much for this to be credible. Right, yeah, that is the problem. So, Luke, you missed
4: an episode where, uh... Master Vile gave Babu some ch- uh, chicken feed to give the tangas that's that good. made them stronger.
2: Oh, Okay. Yeah, it that did happen, fine, yes. But that's you know, no, no, I've seen the next episode and it's still not okay. Yeah, no, I'm with Luke. It's <laughs> They're going to beat them up as children. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the Tengas, we've we've talked about this, like, I mean this was true of the putties too. It's just a mook thing where they're always exactly as strong or as weak as they need to be for whatever's gonna yeah. happen. Right. Hey, do you guys think exactly. you know like
2: Legend of Zelda the Wind Waker? I, no. I'm a fan. Yeah, do you think the bird people in that game are a reference to the Tengas and like season three of Power Rangers? Almost certainly. Like, I, I don't how they're, the, yeah, like they're
3: kind of the establishing,
2: like, fiction of anthropomorphic bird people. Well, just because, well, mm-hmm. no, just because, I mean, you know, they're named, like, like Lexi, like, what's the name of that race of people? Like, that medley? The, the and, Ritos? And... Yeah, uh huh. Oh, <laughs> the Ritos. Oh, I see what you did. And, yeah, and, and
4: if you if you take that accordion song that Cass plays in Breath of the Wild and like speed yeah. it up, see the ugly birdies in the sky. <laughs> they just gonna get you. Lost So okay,
3: <laughs> <laughs> Eric, uh, Eric, if you so... can by somehow find an accordion cover of the Tenga song, please put it in. <laughs>
2: Yeah, Eric. I am <laughs> gonna need you to buy an accordion, learn how to play it, and play an acoustic accordion
1: <laughs> cover of the Tenga song, please. Eric told me he did not used to be in like band in grade school, right, that so he's probably
2: definitely an accordion virtuoso. Yeah, so absolutely.
1: That'll be great. Yeah, euphonium, yeah, uh, uh, accordion, practically the same instrument.
3: Uh-huh.
1: Definitely. Uh
4: huh. Definitely. But so, euphonium, yeah. So isn't the that that that, like... that uh, game like band anime that Molly likes a lot?
1: Oh, sound euphonium. Yeah. Yeah. I
3: mean, it's a marching t- uh, but, uh, Tuba. Cool. Uh, <laughs>
1: but so some of the Tangas are like, yeah, let's go to the carnival and attack those guys. And so. God, I was uh, really, really t-
3: hoping they were just going to leave it at let's go to the carnival.
1: I did too. Like, I thought for a second, I was like, are those Tangas just going to blow off fighting and be like, oh, we're here? Let's like, ride some rides. Be so
3: great. Like, everyone's freaking out, but it they aren't be. actually
1: fighting anyone.
3: They're just like going on the Ferris wheel and shit.
1: Yeah, I, I did think that for a second, but uh, then they're like, oh, well, we got to split up, protect people at the carnival. So, uh, it's Rocky, Tommy, and Kat stay and fight Rito, and then Billy, uh, Rocky, and, no, Billy, <laughs> Yeah, Rocky, Adam, Rocky and... somehow
3: manages to be on both teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, and then Adam, Billy, I'm and should so go and fight the tango. That would so great! Like, Rocky, what are you doing? You're supposed to be with the other... Oh, shit,
3: sorry. Like, he's <laughs> constantly running back and <laughs> I forth. I thought you were,
1: I'm, I'm is that an old X-Men
3: Rockies joke about how
4: Wolverine's on every single team somehow?
3: Yeah. Wait, is Rocky the Wolverine of the Power Rangers? God, no. God, no. He's
4: I'm so the best not there is at the what I do,
3: and what I do is eat sandwiches.
1: sandwiches. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, but so as they're starting to fight, uh, Goldar shows up and he's just like, hold up, I saw you guys were about to do some fighting and you know, I love fighting. so I thought I'd come down and uh, help you out. And then like he and Rito do like a sword clang together like, yeah bro, let's mess him up. It's pretty good. I don't
3: know if like that's meant to be taken literally or not, but I really hope it is. Like I really hope he's watching. He's like, oh, I want to clown on them. Rita, uh, Zed, can I go... Zed, can I go down there, too?
1: He's, like, looking over at Zed, being like... "Mm." And then Zed's like, fine, you can go. And he's like, yay! (laughs) And it just flies down. Uh, Yeah, so they start fighting. Uh, Rocky starts going after Rito. Tommy is fighting Goldar, and Kat's taking on the Tangas. Uh, I gotta give some credit to Rocky for really fighting rito without using a sword like it's sword on body which was a weird call you have like two swords you could use but whatever well eh, no, he doesn't jason did <laughs> oh yeah right i forgot they don't use the power weapons anymore um
4: uh, so, hey the- uh just because uh he wasn't here for the three-parter i i wanna i wanna know what luke uh understands about everything that's gonna happen
2: with billy adam and aisha here what with the glitter armor yeah yeah yeah. I totally remember the glitter armor. I had the toys that they made for him. <laughs> now, technically, technically speaking, fair, they
3: made the glitter armor in the show for the toys.
2: Now, see, that part I didn't know. I've heard that since you guys recorded, that it was like yeah. they had a surplus of the movie toys and needed yep. an excuse to sell them. Right. I didn't <laughs> yeah, know that, exactly but what was. no, I, I definitely had the Shit, glitter armor Luke, that's, toys.
3: That's an inflection point for connecting the movie to the show as canon.
2: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, good lord, uh, I think I still have the Red Ranger glitter toy around somewhere. God, I do want to point out that uh,
4: in this urgent matter of saving the carnival, they use their their like super armor. But the three people who are actually still tasked with getting the Orb of Doom and saving the Earth don't. No, they don't bother. No, they don't. No, yeah.
2: Also, I do realize now as an adult that they just s- sprinkled a bunch of glitter on the costumes. Yep. I do still think it looks very cool, though.
3: See, my, my it problem is Glitter I hate
2: it. barely
3: shows up on a 240p resolution grainy film broadcast. They look
4: very shiny. Yeah, you could you could barely tell in SD. Now, in oh. fairness, some of the things they do to kind of make up for it look really cool. Like, especially in this fight, they do some, like, sort of the flash type shit where, like, they're moving real fast. Right, and they, like, there's a bit where Aisha in, does, a bunch like, of uh, lens
2: flare all over them. It looks, I like it. Like, it still works on me.
4: Yeah, there's a bit where Aisha does, like, a dive kick, and, like, they they blur to make it
1: super fast. It's neat. Yeah. Uh, But they don't go straight to the metallic armor. They do kind of, like, get their ass kicked for a little bit. Like, they're just kind of like, oh, this isn't going good. Uh, And I think that's probably why they try to explain, like, uh, the other guys not doing it, because it's going, like, a little bit better for them. Maybe, not really, though. They're all kind of getting their asses kicked by the moon crew. You can't judge how well
3: a Power Rangers fight is going by what's on the screen, because they go kind of the same way every time until they decide, okay, it's time for whoever's supposed to lose to lose.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. But again, this is just supposed to be, like, the idea of them being, there's too many of them, you know? Yeah,
4: you do do get this man where, like, each of the Rangers has, like, three Tangas holding them down. Yeah. And as we Which all know, like, once they many. get you by the arms, like, you're, you're done. Well, done.
3: yeah, that, that is yeah. the Tommy right.
1: Oliver special. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, Aisha also does a really cool, like, Billy and uh, Adam do the standard, like, you know, arm movement, whatever. Aisha does a really cool jumping uh, transformation that's pretty rad. But I, and also the thing about her, like, does anyone think hers looks different than the others? Like hers looks super gold as opposed to like, like everyone else still keeps their color.
2: Yeah. I was going to say she almost looks golden instead of just yellow. I think it's just an effect of Yeah. Especially her helmet. I, I do think they might've put a different coat of paint on the helmets or something.
1: Yeah. I think the helmets look like a little bit darker. Yeah. In, at least for Billy's, but hers looks like super golden. And I was I, like, yeah, I think just weird. by virtue of hers being yellow, it stands out more.
2: Yeah. I was going to say they almost look like the kind of paint you paint a car with, you know? sure
1: yeah i could see that uh but so then it cuts after they you know put their glitter armor on and start fighting then it cuts back up to like the hill where they are and uh rito and rocky are still fighting and rito kind of kicks rocky to the ground and is like ah well you win some you lose some he's really nonchalant in this whole fight which i really enjoy yeah like he's he's not taking it seriously at all and then, like, Tommy tries to stop him, and again, you know, Tangas tackle him, grab him by the arms. Same thing yeah. happens to Rocky, same thing happens to Cat. They're all restrained by Tangas.
4: We actually get this pretty long, like, physical comedy bit with Rito yeah. that I like. Where, like, he can't quite remember or keep track of the directions that Master Val gave him to find the right spot for the Orb of Doom. So there's, like, right. uh, four paces to the south. Um, fuck, which way south? Uh, I guess just this
2: way. <laughs> And eventually he's just like... Yeah, what we're gonna see here is he does just randomly guess at where the orb should go. Yeah, no, that's, that's the reno way. Yeah. Okay, okay. yeah. He- Although I was gonna point out, too, uh, earlier on, I like how it's like there's exactly one piece of coordinates on Earth where if the orb is placed there, it'll do horrible things. It could be literally anywhere on the planet. Oh, it's an angel growth.
1: Okay, Of course, yeah. <laughs> Well, no, they say it's just—it's the hills just outside of Angel Grove. I know, but so. it, c- yeah. it
2: could be anywhere in the world, and it's a
1: 20-minute drive from where they live. <laughs> yeah, you'd think it'd be like the North Pole or something. There has
2: to be some sort
3: of fucking Hellmouth shit going on here. It's the only way that makes right, sense. Right,
2: some sort of dimensional interference that's causing everything to converge on this one point. Some sort of grid of morphology, if you will.
4: Oh, right, yeah, because there's the H.P. Uh, the Lovecraft Hellmouth below, though, because remember from the book...
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They they do. Well, you know, the funny thing is, is that's actually the plot of Lightspeed Rescue, kind of. Right. Is that the town is built on like a demon city, and like so the demons when they get freed, they're like, hey, let's get rid of this freaking town and build our city back.
4: Now, see, building your town on top of ancient demon ruins seems like just a bad call. Yeah,
1: Yeah. you think so?
4: It seems like you know the folks in charge of like zoning or whatever, like they made a bad decision. Yeah, you would think so? Yeah, I feel like there's a lawsuit in there. Probably, uh, but so. Listen, uh, kids. Re- listen, listen. Don't build your shit where demons already built their shit. Just, just, you know, you know. Rem- remember what Doom Guy tells you. You know.
1: Yeah, What's, what does uh, Doom Guy tell you?
2: Mike, uh, if he you doesn't remember doesn't tell what you anything, he just tells you? you can't. You can't cut the host of the show off when he's trying to move on to give twenty seconds of setup and then just stop before the punchline. <laughs> Oh, can't I? <laughs> oh, can't I? I mean, you can't
1: stop me. Just, you're not he, my he dad. He did do it.
2: <laughs> uh, but so, no, yeah, Rito... I don't know what the Doom guy always says. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Blam. I don't think
3: that's... The... Alright, fine. I don't know, rip and tear, <laughs> fucking whatever. Rip and tear, fucking whatever, uh, <laughs> does sound like Doom guy. I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah. that yeah, Listen, you're Rito wrong.
4: Rito loses a game of rock, paper, scissors to an inanimate object here.
1: Yeah, that was weird. Is that he's like you think he'd do like you know like Rochambeau or something or like point? Rochambeau was like, just ro- rock paper no, scissors. I meant, I, meant, I meant to I meant to say eating mini, mini mo. You or think like, he'd do or that? Like
2: Jenkins or something?
1: Something and he just like yeah Wait, he just like on, rock paper scissors on top of the thing.
3: Don't worry about it. No, no. I need you to explain this. What did you just say? I said Jenkins because that's rock
2: paper scissors.
1: Oh, I I didn't know what you
3: said.
2: I just assumed it was a thing I didn't know. Because Rock, Paper, Scissors is is Japanese originally. Oh, okay. I did not know that. I think it's Chinese originally and then spread to Japan and then spread here. The more you know. Eric,
1: play the more you Uh, know. Eric, play something
3: uh, distinctly different from the more you know thing. Similar, but not the same.
2: There's a kid in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure that makes you play Rock, Paper, Scissors for your immortal soul.
1: Okay, I'm not, I'm cutting it at JoJo. Uh, but so, that Rito figures out, he's like, hey, you know what, this looks good, and slams the thing down, and then it shoots a uh, beam into the sky, like, a, you know, any modern action film, a la Suicide Squad, a la Avengers, a la Ghostbusters. Standard okay, thing.
3: okay, those those three are not of the same eras at all. I mean, the, the Ghostbusters remake, you know, did yeah. that. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, I'm, gonna I'm, saying, level, I'm gonna be level with you guys, I forgot that they made a new Ghostbusters
1: movie. Well, that's what I was pulling right. on. But yes, I understand why you would forget that. Um, but so then it shoots a beam into the sky and Rito's like, is, is that it? Is that all it does? I, I and really then like the I really
4: liked the new Ghostbusters a lot. No, I'm sure. I'm sure I, it
1: was I
3: crazy. I just okay. forgot it existed.
1: Yeah, I don't think. I mean, I don't think about it that much. I thought it was fine. I was, I'm not angry about it or nothing. Um, it shoots a beam into the sky. He's like, oh, is that it? And then the ground starts to shake and he's like, awesome. Nailed it. All right. Later, losers. And then he and the Tengas piss off. Um, and then uh, Tommy's like, "Oh well, we, we gotta stop it." And he goes to like, reach for the orb, and it just like shocks him real good. And they're like, "Oh, Tommy, okay." And he's like, "Yeah, but I don't think there's anything we can do about yeah, this orb." I tried orb. touching and it like,
3: once, and it hurt me. So we're out of ideas. So there's
1: nothing more. The stove is hot. Uh, but so uh let's go check in with uh, everyone. Hopefully, they succeeded at keeping everyone safe at the carnival. And uh, I'm a master but
3: maybe the others aren't. That's leadership, right? uh Right,
1: but uh, we're gonna take a break I, I do, we'll like, come back I do and... like
3: the bit
4: where okay. like, Rito just taunts him saying like Timing is everything, and to emphasize The line, he hits his wrist with his sword <laughs> Again, Rito's got a great suit There's actor he, he, he does like,
2: good work Rocky blocks the sword with his arm Which was a real moment of like I understand it's just a rubber foam sword But it seems like Don't
1: like draw attention to that no yeah that's what i was saying when he was i was like for some reason he's fighting the guy with the sword without a sword right that's what i was saying like it's really noticeable that it's unarmed fighting to a sword fight yeah um but yeah let's take a break here and we'll come back and talk about the rest of the episode does that sound good guys
3: uh no sure
1: yeah (laughs) okay cool we'll
3: see you in a sec everybody okay i see i see how it is you ask the question doesn't matter
2: Uh, hi, I'm Molly, a trans girl living in Seattle.
3: Hi, I'm Ashley, a trans girl living in Florida. And I'm Jules, a trans girl living in Sydney, Australia. We're hosting a new amateur anecdotal advice podcast about what it's been like for us being trans. We'll be covering topics such as coming out. Realization. Experiences with HRT. Thoughts on surgery. Romance. And family. You can find us at TMRadiocast on Twitter. And you can send in questions to transmissionquestions at gmail.com. And transmissionradiopodcast.tumblr.com
1: Join us three on what it's all about, being trans in your mid-twenties through our own, frankly, weird and wonderful experiences. Okay, so then it cuts down to the parking lot, and then the Rangers finish uh, just destroying the Tangas and their fancy glittery duds. Uh, but then, like, the earthquake that caused caused by the placement of the Orb of Doom, like, hits them, and they all start doing, like, you know, the, ah, oh, earthquake, bad, shaking, clearly nothing's actually being shook. Right. That whole bit. Um, and they all go to Billy, and they're like, what's what's going on? Like, what's happening? And Billy's just like, ah, I think the others must have failed those
3: assholes. Right, yeah, that's something that only Billy could have figured out as the resident genius of the group. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. And while they're talking, to Tangus is just like, bye, losers. Have fun. Uh, and they teleport back up to the moon. And then we cut up to the moon and Vile's like, Rito, I can't believe you actually did something right. Good job, my boy. And he's like, ah, oh, thanks, dad. I know I'm not a screw up all the time. Um, and uh, Goldar's like, well, we're not sure you actually did it right. Like nothing's happened, really. And then uh, Master Vile is like, oh, shut up, Goldar. And then he magics a muzzle onto Goldar, he which sure is a does. crime. That is a crime that this show should never commit, is making not prevent allowing Goldar to talk. Goldar always needs to be able to talk. <laughs> Otherwise, you have no show, my friends.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, we don't get any indication Goldar's not into it.
2: I don't think... I mean... Uh, I mean I guess. We don't get
3: any indication
1: that
2: he is though, and that seems more important.
1: Uh, yeah, and Goldar loves to talk. That's kind of his a bit, bit of his bit is his one-liners. That's
3: what makes suddenly being unable to talk so uh delectable.
1: Okay, yeah, go on Lexi. Oh, I don't oh, I don't like the way you said the word delectable. <laughs> yeah, it's not a great Yeah, it's, uh, so choice. it's
3: it's the, you know, having having something you enjoy uh, taken from you. Mm-hmm, Mhm. Um sort of a uh, an involuntary yet sort of uh-huh. voluntary re- uh, relinquishing of power. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Goldar's a sub is what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> well, speaking of relinquishing of power, I kind of spaced out for a bit there. What's going on? Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, no, we're not we're not We're not going back to erotic it. Goldar fan fiction. Same as always. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, same as that's same as pretty much this podcast. Uh, but so then Viles like, "All right, let's do this. Ultimate power." Like he it's just like i guess that's what the power he tapped into is called literally the ultimate power right. uh like let's make this orb of doom stuff happen and zed is very upset about all this i just love like, oh.
3: zed's complaint here he says this is like a it's rerun great. of
1: a really bad movie i love yeah like the way he's just like oh ultimate power come to me And Zed's just like this I- sounds so dumb what he's doing <laughs> zed is just so tired it's very good. I love it so much. Like right now,
3: Zed's thinking back to all the stupid fucking spells he's cast over the years, I'm like, oh god, right. I sounded like this, didn't I?
2: Yeah, exactly. At some point, right? Yeah. At
4: some point, Lord Zed became the most relatable character in the show.
1: Right. I don't Just know when it happened.
4: Show.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, but so then it cuts down to the carnival, and everyone's like seeing the storm clouds gather in the sky, and like. What's going on? There's a pretty nice gig
4: where Bulk and Skull are just like, eh, don't care. Let's go get some food.
1: Yeah, yeah. they, yeah, yeah, they go happens. through this like once a week. They're over it. Mm-hmm. And so then he's like, uh, Master Vial's like, oh, ultimate power. Give me strength. Give me might. People of Earth, good night. Which was a, a weird spell because yeah. you're not turning it to like nighttime or anything. You're turning back time. It was weird. Well, he,
3: he worked himself into a corner there with the with the rhyme
1: and he had to think of something on the fly yeah you're, yeah that's probably what happened um but so then we get a shot of the cgi earth stopping its rotation and then it goes through all the carnival rides that involve spinning and they also all stop rotating Yeah,
2: i guess it just stops all rotation <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Which, I guess that's how that you know, works. Again, well, it also starts to go backwards. So I, I don't know. Well, I was gonna say, like, if the Earth just stopped rotating, that alone would be a pretty catastrophic event, right? Especially yeah. j-
4: just from the act of hitting the fucking brakes on the Earth, because the Earth's going real fast.
2: That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like every building would be leveled instantly.
4: Yeah, but so this. This is yet another time travel spell that doesn't really want to clearly define like what is happening timeways.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. This is this. Ha- there's a lot of confusion about what exactly is happening on here because the Earth, the Earth
2: rotates ha- at a rate of one thousand miles per hour. If you just stop it, that is like forcing everything to go in the opposite direction at one thousand miles
1: an hour. Luke, it's magic. They don't have to explain it. <laughs> I mean, they kind of do. No, they should, but they—they're not going to explain as much as they can. So there's a, a
4: funny sequence of everybody turning into kids, uh, and like they kind of take advantage of the carnival setting, and I, that I actually do appreciate. Cause they show a uh, a uh, guy getting turned into a kid as he's about to hit like the you know the thing with a hammer to test your strength and it doesn't go well and the guy's throwing a ball at a at, at a stack of bottles and then like he turns into a kid so his throw and ends up being really dog sassy. And his dog turns into, a puppy. The dog yeah, yeah, into a puppy. That's pretty good. The dog no, but okay, a puppy no, no.
3: Tubs. Let's talk about this,
1: okay, everybody. No, wait, okay.
3: Regardless <laughs> of what their current age is, turns
1: into a child.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: It's really weird. Like you would think, like the adults would become teenagers, but even we see Lieutenant Stone the become dog like a should child. Should have turned
3: into nothing. A <laughs> glint in like a the eye of a dog.
4: It's very well, here's strange, what's if weird. Not. Here's what's weird about uh, really inconsistent about this whole thing is that not everyone turns into kids? Question mark Because like when we get into Alien Rangers, there are adults in the world, right. And, like, the Rangers talk about their parents, and it's like, but Lieutenant Stone
1: also turns into a... How old is Lieutenant Stone supposed to be? Is he is he, clearly is he younger also secretly been <laughs> a
4: teenager this
1: whole time? <laughs> okay, I don't know. It seems like he goes, like, full kid. Like, his voice gets, like, high, and he's like, whoa!
3: Hang on. Um, I I have a question about the last time this happened. Was that just the Rangers that time, or... It was no, everything,
2: because remember right. uh, Miss Hathaway was, like, young? She had that shitty wig?
3: Right, yeah, but, it, but that was different, because it was... Everyone else just, like, deaged the same amount, I think. Right, it was time reversed,
2: which is what this one's trying to do. Which but is what this is ostensibly,
3: to- yeah. And here's the thing, just
4: reversing time for everybody, raises questions for two groups of people. Mm-hmm. The very young, and the recently deceased.
2: <laughs> yes! Yeah, oh god, yeah, that's... Well, okay, well, so let's, I mean, Cat doesn't warp back to Australia, So, time is not like reversing. I think the recently deceased are still dead.
1: Yeah, or, and that's the thing, but- had, they ju- had they just said that this orb is gonna turn everyone into on the Earth into children, or everyone who is around the rangers, or whatever, just turn them back into children, it would've been fine. It would've been the exact same thing as last time, but it would've been fine. The fact that they're saying that we're reversing the, the way the Earth turns, and by thereby reversing time is really what mucks this whole thing up.
4: Well, the thing is, that's also what they said last time, was that they were it was reversing the Earth's spin.
2: Because this, sh- this show has yeah, a weird we had the thing same- that, yeah, like... We- we because the... this show loves the first Superman movie, <laughs> right? But no, <laughs> I mean, yeah, we had the it?
3: same. We had the same problem last time of, of the. I mean, it was the same. It, yeah, exact same problem. They say it reversed time, but really all it did was de-age the ra- like people
1: around the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not like time. Ta- it's not really not like time travel because they, they still have all their memories and stuff too. They're not going back to the way they were as kids. They just are kids.
2: Well, but what we're gonna see is nobody else has their memories.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, r- really, because yeah. everyone's just everyone's kind of running around all freaked out. Like I no, think they're kind of because there's child? monsters and shit. And no, the storm. next
2: episode, Bulk and Skull are gonna be like Power Rangers. What are those? Yeah. They
4: they oh. talk they talk at length about how the power coins oh, yeah. allow the Rangers Zordon and Alpha to remember what happened, but nobody else.
3: I was going to say, there's one very specific thing that went back in time, which is the existence of the Power Rangers. Because that we'll see in this right, later, yeah. in this very episode, Zordon says something like, because like we're reversed to a time before we met the Rangers, they don't have access to their powers. Right. Which it's like, right. yet you still have access to remembering the Power Rangers. And like everyone clearly remembers the events that led up to today happening.
1: Right. Yeah, I actually would have really liked it if they, like, all went to the command center and been like, Zordon, we need your help, and he was just like, who are you, freaking kids? Get off my lawn. <laughs> like, I need to wait for teenagers with attitude to give these powers to. I don't know who you are.
3: Yeah, for some reason, there's suddenly no more teenagers and no teenagers in Angel Grove whatsoever. It's bizarre.
2: Isn't that how the last time this went? went Where they were like, kids,
4: what? You're crazy. Well, it was the Ragers who didn't remember. Zordon and Alpha. totally remembered them, though. Did they? I thought they didn't. Yeah, because it was it was a whole thing where, like, Alpha tried to go help
1: them, and they were like,
4: Ah, oh, it's a robot! And it was like, No, oh, I'm your okay. friend!
1: Yeah, I think Mike's right. I think that's how the okay. way it worked. But, so, yeah, everyone at this carnival, and presumably the Earth, but again, that's pretty nebulous, uh, is all kids now, uh, and or some Oops, less kids. kids than they were. <laughs> and Oops, the thing all is, if, kids. if that
4: was just the thing, if it was just everyone is children... And they committed to that. I would have been fine with it. But again, we're gonna are yeah. gonna run into some adults later, right? And like, and that's 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 what bugs me. If it was just if it was just Child Planet, and that was the evil plan, because like, oh no, the world has descended into chaos because no one on Earth is over the age of ten.
2: Right. That was a good episode of Justice League.
1: Yeah, that was a good episode and, of Justice League, and and Jimmy Neutron was a good movie. Mm, not true, but go on. <laughs> and- <laughs> I like that movie as a kid. Uh, But the other thing I would point out, is this this the last time we're going to see Bulk and Skull for a while, right? Uh, No, they're they're going to see the
2: characters Bulk
3: and
1: Skull. Right, the kid. Yeah, right. But, like, don't they become kids, and then they become monkeys, and then they become invisible, and then they're back? I don't think they become monkeys till Turbo.
4: Yeah, monkeys Uh, happens later. Oh, Turbo?
1: But the thing is,
4: like, they're going to use the fact that everyone's referred to kids and no one except the Rangers has their memories to basically basically going to undo the last two seasons of Bulk and Skull's character development for a while. They're going to just go back to being bullies. Kinda. We'll get Kinda. to it.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you'll get there. Um, but so then... Uh, the, the moon crew, well, just actually just Goldar, Zed, Rita, and Rito, uh, show up on a nearby hill, just like, cheering, raising their arms, lifting their staffs and their swords, being like, yeah, we did it, the, the, the Master Vile did it. I am always a fan of when the villains, especially Rita and Zed themselves,
3: like, come down to just gloat.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's
3: very good. I do
1: love that, that
4: they're like, uh, Billy, can we morph? Well, there's only mm-hmm. one way to find out, and then they do... They do the dramatic zoom in on young Tommy's face as he yells it's morphing time and then just nothing
3: happens. Right, right. Yeah, that is pretty
1: good. They, they do a shot of like a pan out shot and you can see Billy like holding his hand behind his back where he like he's like kind of trying to reach for his morpher but nobody else even really tries that which is raises a lot of questions about how they morph in universe. Do they just say it's morphing time and then their is just like autopilot well, to morph? So it's a,
3: it's a spell with both verbal and somatic components. Um, They have to do the reach behind their back and shout out the, the magic words, and then the morphers appear in their hands.
1: Right, but I'm saying none of only Billy reached for his morpher. Like, why didn't everybody? I think the rest of them didn't believe it was going to work. That's Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but so they're like, oh, yeah, we can't morph. We're screwed. And then Zed's like, man, I can't believe your dad actually pulled it off. I'm, this is amazing, but I'm never going to hear the end of this. He's always going to hold this over yeah, me. Yeah, but,
2: like, I don't know why Zed's saying that, because, like... He got this far in the plan. This isn't where it broke down. (laughs) That's true, actually. Right, yeah. yeah. I I like that Zed keeps whining that they've tried this already, but I wanted it to turn into, like, that episode of Powerpuff Girls, where Mojo Jojo's like, listen, I'm doing the same plan I did last time, but I took notes, and I know how to stop you from stopping me this time.
1: That would have been good. I would actually just, like, I would actually just, like, if Zed was just, like... Um, alright. No, you're right. I got this far. Watch how it all goes about. It just, like, sat yeah. down in his
3: throne. <laughs> I want Zed moping around the, in- or not even moping around the whole time, just kind of skulking around the whole time and just being like, okay, yeah, yeah, you think you're alright, but honestly. just watch
1: what's gonna happen next. Yeah, exactly. That would have been great. But what they actually do is that they're like, it's time for us to have some fun. The world is ours for the taking. Let's party. And what that means is he and Z, he and Rita, Clash their staffs together, say, forces of forces of evil make us grow. Yeah. And Rito, Goldar, Zed, and Rita all grow to Megazord size. And yeah. they just, like, start stomping around. The walking effect for Zed and Rita is hilarious, by the way, where they're clearly just walking in place and then, like, moving a camera. It's very funny. But, uh, yeah, so they're big now for really no reason, just to kind of, like, lord over everybody, I guess. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then it cuts back to the command center and he's like, and Alpha's like, oh no, they turned them into kids. Zordon, what are we going to do? This can't be the end of the Power Rangers. And Zordon's just like, well, it's like we never met them. They don't have their coins. We really can't help them for really no reason. Like, he says, like, well, there's nothing we can do to help them. And I was like, I feel like there's a lot you could do because you remembered that they were your Power Rangers, right? Right. Like. Yeah, yeah, I and, feel like there's something, and they all have their teleporter watches still on, so you could teleport them to the, oh well, no, they don't have the power coins so they well, Also they, they tried to morph,
4: so you, and I know you're watching them, so you know they remember their Power Rangers
0: mm-hmm.
2: Well they don't establish it in this episode, but next episode they will do what you guys are saying, where they just introduce the characters were doing something We're gonna find out the power, the command center's not working right now, and that's why they're not getting teleported
1: Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a whole um we'll get to it. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to yeah. it. <laughs> that's next episode problem. That's yeah. huh? not the one yeah. I post on, so I don't care about it. Uh, but so Zed's just like Zed and in Gold are all like, you know, over the car just like, ah, you want to play a little game? Ah, you know, just like scaring everybody. And it like gets the shots of all these kids running away, and it just like zooms in on the ra- kid rangers and they're just like uh, they say it's like oh, it looks like we've finally been beaten, huh? This looks real sad. Yeah
3: oh they're they're cry like there's some fucking crocodile tears coming out here.
1: They are. Uh, there's also, I think it was earlier, but I want to point out, there is a shot when they're realizing that they're kids, where Tommy reaches behind him to make sure sure he still has has a ponytail. It's amazing. (laughs) It's fantastic. And also, young Rocky is rocking uh, a real rough mullet ponytail thing. He had that last time, too. It's the worst. It's... Did, are, yeah, that's actually something to raise. Are these all the same actors that they brought back from? Like, obviously not cats, but yeah. like that they yeah. brought. They, they're, Although they're cats the same actress kids? was in the the flashback during the. Yeah, they kept continuity with that too. That yeah, that yeah. makes sense. I'm also convinced that girl is not Australian. She does not sound like she has an Australian accent.
3: You think they bothered to go out and find an Australian child actress for this fucking show?
1: <laughs> no, but they shouldn't let her talk that much then, because it's very pronounced. She is not Australian. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, but like you were saying, like they're, like Aisha's just like I'm really scared, and then Tommy's like I'm scared too. And it's just zooming in on all of them, just tears running down their faces, and it's really kind of messed up. Just watching these children cry, and then just the credits come up, and then that's the end of the episode. I do, I <laughs> it's do just love these
4: children weeping. It is, it is incredibly appropriate that Mighty Morphin Power Rangers ends with crying children. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that is
4: that's something. Yeah, and then just, like, the, the end credits is just more shots of Rita and, and Goldar and Zed, like, getting huge. And then there's there's a gag of, like, all right, of Zed basically going, like, okay, time to go do the big monster stomp. Walk this way. And then Goldar responds with, okay, but I feel kind of stupid. And then that's, that's that. That's that. And that's Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Lucas, how does it
1: feel to have hosted three whole years and three whole seasons of a podcast? Yeah. I gotta tell you, I didn't think I'd make it this far. I mean, it's really an accomplishment, and I'm proud of everyone who helped me get to this point, but it, it wasn't easy, I I'm gotta say. i we got the I'm, entire I'm just core the- of the podcast together for this momentous occasion. I know, you know, scheduling is so difficult with everyone, but I'm really glad everyone canceled their plans and was able to make it here. And it's just the whole cruise together, you know? It feels right. feels right. Yeah. Great. <laughs> but the, yeah, but that's a but yeah, that's but also again, we talked about this at the beginning, but imagine being a kid and watching that episode. The Power Rangers are children, they don't have powers Zen and Reed on our Earth, stomping around, and then you have to wait like three yeah, yeah, months on yeah. until... Power Rangers content you get for months. You know there was a kid who stopped watching after that and never found out what happened to save everybody. They just think that that's how Power Rangers ended. I bet you there's a lot of kids who, when it finally came back, were like, okay, let's see let's see
3: what's going on. Saw the fucking Alien Rangers, like, nope, I'm out. That, yep, that's, that's something they're going
4: to do over and over again for a while, because I'm pretty sure like Alien Rangers ends with the command center blowing up and then they take another break. I think. Yeah, oh, that's And fair. then, like, in I think going from Turbo to In Space, I think, also ends on a cliffhanger also.
1: Yeah, it does. It ends on that. Well, yeah. That's, well, that's not, especially
2: it, weird, because In Space starts with a time skip.
4: No, it doesn't. It's right after. No, Lost Galaxy starts with a time skip, They're I think. Ti-
2: yeah. No, In Space has, like, no. it cuts to, like... No, no, no. No, In Space, no, right, no. In
3: space Cold... Is right after Turbo. But yeah, but In Space Cold opens, at the very least, with, uh, like, a pretty it, vast... Well, like, totally and new
1: characters. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it but they, like, they end Turbo by getting on the space shuttle, and then in the first episode, they're on the space shuttle, just being like, well, we have to go into space.
4: Luke, look, they're new characters, but that's because they do a character swap midway through Turbo.
2: No, but, like, the new Red Ranger isn't in Turbo, I don't think. yeah, no, yeah he, he means, he's he introduced an in the cold open of um, yeah. the show. Right, because I remember turning on the first right. episode of In Space, seeing the brand new Rangers, like, right away, and being like... Well, this isn't
1: Power Rangers and turning it off and never turning it on again. Well, I mean, they don't become the brand Rangers till, like, the end of the episode, but, like, it opens with, like, yeah, uh, Andros, like, you know, being at the villain dinner or whatever, and then it catches up with the rest of the Rangers. But, no, I get what you're saying, but it's the opening scene of In Space Rules. It's great, but, no, it's a direct, it is directly after. There's not a time skip. All right, whatever. You know what I mean. I know, yeah, Whatever. Um, but yeah, that's Mighty from Power Rangers, uh, last episode, and, I don't know, what you guys think about
3: it? What do you think? I thought it was pretty garbage. Yeah, I thought it sucked. (laughs) Yeah, it's not great.
1: I, I really feel like... I feel like it kept padding for time. Yeah, and I don't, like, hate Master Vile. No, he's fine. Yeah, he's, yeah, but, like, I just feel like they're like, okay, we're only writing this character to be, like, the bad guy who can do anything, pretty much. Sure. Like, so... like it's, like, it's just kind of... I do, I do want to point eh.
4: out, I do want to point out, when we kept just saying, like, yeah, it's disappointing, it was boring, it sucked, they kept padding for time, until Lucas specifically mentioned Master Vile, we could have just been talking
2: about Mighty Morphin Power Rangers as a whole. I mean, granted, <laughs> but I do that thing where I only show up kind of rarely these days, because uh, of scheduling stuff, and then, like, I'm not inoculated to this show, so it always seems freshly bad to me. No, like Luke,
3: I've been fairly consistently appearing here and I thought this one was particularly not great
1: too. Alright. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if you like like if I think if you like made it part of the Alien Ranger stuff and like be it like part one of like the three part of that introduces all the Alien Ranger stuff, it might be I might be willing to give it a little more leeway. But as like the finale yeah. to Mighty Morphin Power Rangers it's kind of lame. So, from a
3: just from a production standpoint, the way they set it up as like a season finale that's going to lead into this other show kind of is just—it's really bizarre because it feels like it's. I mean, yeah, it was definitely padding for time to resolve in a thing that happens months, like originally airing months later in what's technically a different show,
1: right. It's It kind of fails at it its giant. Yeah, it yeah.
3: doesn't feel satisfying or cathartic, and it's not even a good, like, cliffhanger of, ooh, I can't wait to tune in to see what happens next.
2: Right, because they keep lampshading the fact that they've done this plot already.
1: Right.
4: <laughs> yeah, I, th- I guess, okay, so do, do we know what the behind-the-scenes reason for this is? Because I suspect it's to give the actors a break. Like, I suspect that is, like, more or less the whole impetus for Alien Rangers.
1: Well, no, the real impetus for Alien Rangers is just that they were tired of, uh, having to shoot all new fight scenes and stuff, so this allowed them to use more, uh, Cocker Ranger footage.
2: Right, yeah, I mean, the main thing, I'm sure, is, yeah, transitioning to have the new suits.
3: Right, which they had completely screwed themselves over on previously by not just switching suits when they switched swords.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. I mean, well, I'm sure you're right, Mike, that there was some reason why they made them kids again and got brand new actors I mean, I for a bit, but
2: the I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if it was very much there were a lot of conversations about whether any of the actors would be coming back for Zio. Um,
1: I know that that was I know that there was a case with David Yost yeah. for his time on right, Zio yeah, like everyone, everyone yeah. was kind of like not sure what he was going to That's part of the reason why he doesn't become the Gold Ranger, is because they weren't sure if he was going to stick around. But also,
3: Karen Ashley is leaving at the end of this. We know that. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. like, it's very that's possible, true. like, well, I, is anyone going to be staying? So, a- right. actually, that's that's a thing to bear in mind.
4: Other than a brief shot in the viewing globe at the very end of, of Alien Rangers, we're actually done with Karen Ashley now.
1: Yeah, that's true, isn't oh, it? Oh, gee, she doesn't even
2: show up, like, to turn back to an adult.
4: No, we we see we see in a viewing so. globe that she's turned back into an adult in ancient Africa. In ancient question mark. Africa. Yeah,
2: yeah, It's gonna get
1: messy real quick. <laughs> not 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 ancient Africa, just Africa.
2: Lord,
3: but yeah,
1: that's 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 the fucked up I can't thing. Believe we're is finally
2: like, almost to the part
4: that we can never shut up about. <laughs> yeah, so so here's the thing: like we had all this build up. Internally, because we knew the the behind-the-scenes stuff for the for 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 Jason Zach and Trini leaving, right, right, right. Kimberly leaving in show had a lot of build-up.
2: Sure, right.
4: Aisha leaving the show sneaks up on you.
2: No, yeah, it does. It It just
4: until I said it just now, I'm pretty sure most of you forgot that this was her last episode or didn't know. No, yeah. So part of that
3: is because the character, like, and I know this was the case for the other ones too, but like the character of Aisha is still going to be on the show after Karen Ashley's left. And unlike the other ones, it they created a scenario for them Wait, where what do you mean? not super jarring and obvious.
2: Wait, what do you mean the character of Aisha is still going to be on the show? Because – Well, she's still here as a yeah, kid. The, yeah, yeah, Aisha's the, the, a kid. Oh, 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 oh. I got gotcha. Okay, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. so like, yeah, there's that, still going
3: to be somebody on the show they're talking to as Aisha, and it's not going to be jarringly obvious that it's a stand-in. Yeah. Right. I'm
4: pretty sure Karen Ashley is still like, – so the opening credits for Alien Rangers, as I recall – Show both the actors for the adult version and kid version of, of right. all the Rangers. So she's still going to mm-hmm. be in the credits for like ten more episodes. Sure, but like, yeah, she's like. I mean, well, I guess we'll. I guess we'll wait until that final shot of her in, in the viewing globe to give her the proper send off. Because yes, yeah, she technically appears in the show one more time.
2: Yeah, I, I would not at all be surprised if these three months leading up to Alien Rangers were contract negotiation time.
1: Yeah, something like that. Yeah. for sure, I wouldn't be surprised either.
4: So there were there have been interviews with her, and apparently, she had been told that they would give her like a more proper send off. That Aisha would get a Kimberly esque send up send off, where they would like build up to it and then let her go. And then she got the script, and they were just like, "Oh, I guess it's not happening, huh? Okay." Like she wasn't in a huge hurry to leave. Like she had given them advance notice the way they did with Kimberly. Uh-huh. Right. And, like, they just didn't bother to do that with Aisha. And I guess read into that however you will.
1: I got you. Um, pa- oh, Power Rangers is just generally pretty bad about keeping promises to actors about this kind of stuff. Yeah, Like, like, like they're, one of the big famous ones is that uh, the Lost Galaxy team got promised that they were going to get, like, a TV movie to come out later. Uh, but then they didn't do that and just were like, okay, you guys, we're gonna, well, we're going to do a team up with Lightspeed. You guys can do that. It'll be fine. Uh, and they're like, um, okay, that's not what you promised us. But then, like, the team up for Lightspeed with Lightspeed is notoriously bad, and they're barely in it, and focus was more on, like, this kid character that no one cares about. Yeah. And literally, some of the actors, I believe, walked off the set, because they were just like, this is freaking ridiculous. Like, you guys told us we were getting a movie, now this, and they just left. Yeah. That's fair. It's rough. Like, I would, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, that's the episode all right, host. What are we doing uh, now? Let's get a segue here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I didn't know how to segue into this. So, um, we, there, we're going to have guest hosts for a while here and I don't want to be the guy that used all the questions. And so Mike brought up the idea, Hey, you could do a game. If you want, you could put, I could put one together for you. And I was like, actually, actually, I have an idea for a game to do and so I made one for us to play Ooh. and I'm actually I think we've got a, I I think we actually got a very good group of people is here. the game because... just that we get to leave early uh no oh, no oh, of course not
2: well it depends how good you are at the game Luke. no I see so I'm playing for my freedom <laughs> sure
4: uh but so this is actually a... <laughs> it's, it's a battle royale thing only one of us actually gets to leave
1: right sure uh, but this is a recurring game, technically, because Zach actually created this game first. Wait, but wait, what? he made a- Oh, right. Uh, some uh, some guy on this somebody created this game. I don't remember who. Um, and where they for some reason it was about Sonic the Hedgehog. But this is a Power Rangers podcast, so I don't know why that was a seg why that's why it was about. So this is called OC or OG. Okay, I have no idea what you're talking and- about. I vaguely remember this. Yes. So, uh, the way this game works, or how it used to work, is that whoever did it was like, uh, I'm going to read you a character, and you have to tell me if it's someone's original Sodom Hedgehog character, or if it's an official one. That has nothing to do with Power Rangers. So, what I did is I took uh, some Power Rangers monsters from future seasons of the show, Oh God! and for the, for, for the first ten years, so through Wild Force, so there's only, there's like nine of them, I guess. I didn't do Alien Rangers, it's Zio through Wild Force, and I, there's one real one in here, and there's one fake one for each season, and you have to guess which one.
2: Okay, sure, yeah.
1: So that's, that's yeah, so hang on, let me pull up the list I made. Uh, I don't know if this is going to be funny or not, but I spent a lot of time on this, so we're doing <laughs> okay, it. Okay, that, I mean, that's just the tagline of the show. Right. Right. <laughs> Great.
4: Okay. I thought the title of the show was Wow, this is bad radio.
1: (laughs) Okay. So, first up for Power Rangers Zio. Hang on. I'm going to flip a coin to see which one I read first. Because I don't want there to be any bias. Uh, Okay. So, the first monster we have is called Leaky Faucet. Great. That is his name. Uh, It is a robotic donkey because all of the monsters in uh, Zio are are robots. Sure, yeah. But it's a it's it's like a donkey. Uh, It's dressed as a miner. He has a with a pickaxe in like a like a mining helmet, but also kind of a raincoat. It's weird. Um, And the way he would fight people is he would stretch his mouth outward and bite them because his face is a faucet. That's how that works. And he would spray water out of his faucet mouth. And he can also turn himself into water to avoid attacks. That's the that's what he okay, does. My, okay, my my
3: my vote is I hate this.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's not great. Um, other option, the real or fake one, we don't know, is called Scareware, which is a robot monster that is basically a bedsheet ghost, but somehow also a robot. I don't know how they. Thought oh, a ghost that, robot! I've seen Venture Brothers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so he could turn himself intangible to prevent himself from being attacked. Uh. And in the plot of the episode, he would turn himself invisible to mess with the rangers, like, daily lives. That was kind of his thing. Okay, I'm, I'm so. gonna say
2: Scareware is the real one. A, because that's the level of pun they do. And B, because turning into water would be a really hard visual effect for them to do. I like how, Luke, I like how you just jumped in before you even explained how this works. <laughs> I don't care. No, I mean, that
3: is
1: that is what I was gonna say. Which one's real, which one's yeah, So, Oh, so. so we just all shout? Well, I mean, you could go t- into. I mean, you could go in turn. A why not? So we have to hit. Or? I don't know. know. See, when uh, so Mike le-
3: does when Mike does games, it? he establishes the rules and like addresses specific people so that
1: everyone's clear well, of what I they're was, supposed well, to do. And okay, I did. I did the rules already. I said what this was. But okay, fine. Lexi, which monster do you think is the original character and the original character? Um. No, nope, wait. Mess that <laughs> up. Uh, <laughs> which one? Yeah, because OG stands for original. Damn it. Okay, which one do you think is the one I made up? I
3: desperately hope that the goat was uh, a real thing, because if you made that up, I'm going to be very uncomfortable. <laughs> oh,
2: wait, did you make these up? I thought you got them off, like, fanfiction.net or something. No, no, I made all these up. All right, all these right.
3: are all uh, Lucas or Ridge. So, wait, which one do you think is fake? I, I'm hoping that the ghost, is, the ghost robot is fake, because... I would rather somebody I know not have come up with the first one. Okay? Uh
4: Mike. Okay, so so Luke thinks the goat is fake and Ghost, not a goat. There's no goat, no there's goat, no no goat, goat. involved. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there's no goat involved. Wait,
4: oh the donkey. Uh donkey. The First one was a donkey. Yeah, so okay, so wait, are we are we guessing which one we think is fake and which one we think is real? I mean either or. We should, you, we I should, I should probably codify
1: this otherwise this shit's going to get confusing. no. Well, well, I mean well, you're, it, guessing,
2: it, you're
3: guessing you're guessing both yeah.
2: simultaneously. It's-
3: it's a true or false it's a yeah, it's a binary question.
1: Yeah. If you say the, this one is real, that means you think the other one's fake, so you can phrase it however you want.
3: Okay. I
1: think I think the donkey is the real one. Okay. So uh Mike and Lexi are right, Luke is wow. wrong. Leaky okay. Fawcett is a real monster, scareware is what I made. Alright, well
2: scareware is a pretty good bit monster pun, so you know,
1: good job. Thank you. Okay, so Lexi and Mike each have one point. Leak has zero. Moving on to Turbo. I'm sorry, did you just call him Leak? Yeah, oh, whatever. I don't know, maybe. That's fine. Uh, but so, moving on to Power Rangers Turbo. Luke, this is your category. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> apparently. Let's, uh, apparently. Oh, uh, no, wait, I gotta flip a coin and see which one to read first. I was gonna do that. Okay. Number one is Vamp Tire.
0: Okay. Oh. Which is
1: a... Which is an alien known as a Dragula uh, because it's a drag racing car that also is a vampire. Mm-hmm. Like, it's got, like, it's like a drag car, but with a cape and stuff. And its main thing was that it would drain the powers uh, from the rangers and megazords by, you know, biting them. And then that would power himself. Basic vampire monster stuff. Okay. Um, and the other one is called Flashhead which is a monster that is basically supposed to be, like, a tourist. Like, it's got, like, khakis and, like, a, a camera around his neck. And uh, he would, and then, like, film all around his head. And he would take pictures of people and then trap them in the film. That's his bit. I'm gonna go with the
2: the Flashhead being real.
1: Flashhead's real? Okay.
3: Lexi? If this was Mighty Morphin era, it would absolutely be Flashhead because it's a monster whose name ends in head... And the right. trapped <laughs> and the like, trapping people in photographs is a thing Mighty Morphin's even done already. Right. But since True. it's not, I'm gonna go with the car themed one.
2: Okay. I just don't think the Fantine. monsters in Turbo were car themed.
4: Mike? Uh I'm gonna go with Flashhead being the real one because I don't think Rangers would make a Dragula joke because I don't think they're particularly interested in the monsters or Rob Zombie. I don't even think Rob was Rob Zombie a thing at this point?
1: I don't know. Is don't he still know. in
4: White Zombie at that point?
1: You're talking to the wrong I have... people, I think. Yeah, I have no clue. Uh, but Mike and Luke are right. Yes. Lexi is wrong. Damn. Vamp Tire is what I made up. Uh, but Luke, you are kind of right. Some of the monsters in Turbo are car-themed. Some are. Oh, really? Okay. Just because I knew, like, yeah, Deenatox
2: so... wasn't, like, a car-themed bad guy, so...
1: Yeah, but she uses cars a lot, okay. weirdly.
2: Fair enough. It's strange. I mean, it's,
4: but so... it's, I it's go almost go like with... the Sentai yeah. is car-themed.
1: Right, exactly. Right. Uh, but so, Mike is in the lead with two, yep. Lexi and Luke are tied at one. Now let's go to In Space. Uh, let me flip a coin. I believe this is one of Lexi's personal favorites. Yeah, but it's been a long time since I've seen the show. Good, yeah, this is why I was glad that Simon isn't on, because he, you know, he watched all of these. And I don't think you guys have as much. So, uh, first we have Swamp Stomper, which is an alligator alien thing that would attack by stomping the ground and making water come out. And you, and like, well, it would bite people and stuff too, but that was his main thing. And you better believe that it talked with a vaguely stereotypical Cajun accent. All right, okay. And then number one, the other one is Liz Wizard, which is just a lizard person Uh that had electrical powers. And it would attack with its tongue, but the thing it would love, the thing it would do, it's like gimmick, was that it would wrap someone up with its tongue and then switch places with the person it wrapped in its tongue. So, like, that's how it would avoid attacks. Like, you'd be like, shoot it, and then switch places, and you'd shoot the person. That gimmick sounds yeah. really complicated, and also, I think you were thinking about Mike, because, uh, GDQ
2: is happening right now, and they did a speedrun of Liz and Wiz, and I think that's where that name came from, so I'm going with the Swamp Stomper being real. Okay. Uh, Lexi?
3: I'm gonna go with the Liz Wizard. As the real one.
4: Okay. Uh, Mike? Uh, because you had so much trouble explaining it, I'm going to assume the Liz Wizard is real.
3: That is correct. Shit, Liz really? Liz Wizard is real. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna, so gonna be separate. honest. Although, I'm gonna uh, be honest. The description
1: sounded vaguely familiar. All right. Yeah, and I I didn't want to put the I was almost not gonna put that one on there because that's like the one of the famous episodes of In Space oh, yeah, well, where the Adam comes back. Famous
2: episodes.
1: Well, no, it's the one where Adam comes back that everyone oh, okay. talks about. Yeah, it actually uh, was. But, yeah, uh, the one that even people yeah. who weren't following In Space saw. I right. gotcha. But for the record, uh, Mike, no, all of these are written down. Like I'm not just cum- BSing this. Like, well, yeah, but I mean,
4: like, the... still, you had trouble explaining it,
1: so I was like, yeah, okay, that's 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 uh... all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm just saying. Okay, so. Uh, oh wait, no. Luke's still at one. Lexi's yeah. at two. Mike's at three. Yep. So, Luke fall behind. All right, going to hey, Power off. Rangers. <laughs> I was just saying, I'm just saying what happens. Uh, all right, Luke going to Power Rangers. <laughs> uh, going to Power Rangers Lost Galaxy. Um, we've got first up is Hard to Choke, which uh, that's its name, <laughs> and it's oh, a boy. Yeti. Yeah, it's Yeti. It's a Yeti and an armadillo, kind of. It's basically, it's got like a Yeti face, but it's got like armadillo parts, but they're green, so it looks like an artichoke. Okay. It's got, you know, the big claws. Okay. That's what it is. That is a lot Uh, of things going on. Yeah It's got a lot going on, yeah. The other one is more simple, it's called the Magma Masher. It is just like a volcano alien, so you know it's got like a headship like a volcano and fire and rock, all that jazz. And its main thing is that uh, on Lost Galaxy they're in like a space colony and it has different domes of like mountains and stuff, and he his whole thing was like, Oh, I'm gonna make the volcano active and erupt and it's gonna be big trouble for everybody. That was his main bit on the show. See, I can definitely
2: imagine that plot being real, but Hard to Choke is stupid enough that it must be real. Okay. (laughs) So I gotta go with Hard to Choke. Alright, cool. Uh, Lexi?
3: I 100% agree with Luke's analysis on this, and I'm gonna go with the same answer he did. Okay, Mike? I'm gonna be the lone
4: dissenting opinion. I think the lava monster is the real one.
3: Okay. Uh,
1: Lexi and Luca, correct? Yes. Hard to choke is real. I, that
3: was all, again, partially a I really hope
1: somebody I know didn't come up with this. <laughs> I, I I was, like, looking through them on Ranger Rookie, like, oh, let's see, what's <gasps> hard to choke? That's a thing? And I okay. knew oh, I oh, had to do Lu- that one. Luca, Lucas, oh, hard to choke is absolutely just... a thing. I know, oh, <laughs> Not where I wanted that to go. All right, <laughs> moving on to Power Rangers Lightspeed Rescue. And they're they're all demons in this one, by the way. This is the demon one. So, God, uh, just stop up... building your shit on top of demon stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, first up is Treeville. It's an evil tree demon. Okay. Uh, it's basically you know just like a giant tree trunk and's got branches for arms and mm-hmm. fingers, and he would create vines to trap people. A tree ant. Okay, got it. Hit. Sure, but he his big thing is he would throw acorn bombs at people, sure. which is pretty great. Uh, then there is the cockatoo, which is a parrot are, are cockatoo's parrots I, eh, I'm not related I don't know. like yeah it says parrot but I was like wait is that whatever uh, it's, and so it was like a black and white cockatoo and the way it fought was that it would turn any noise the rangers made into an attack against them so they had to fight it without making karate noises <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think I've heard of the cockatoo before so I'm gonna say that's real Okay. I
3: have it's uh, the um, hint bird in Mario Odyssey.
2: Oh shit, you're right. That's what I'm thinking. So of. I'm
3: gonna go with the other one.
2: <laughs>
3: okay.
4: <laughs> I'm I right. was actually gonna go with the Takatu as until Lexi pointed that out. The advantages of going last, folks.
1: I'm I'm
4: going with Trevel.
1: Uh, yeah, you're right. I actually didn't for, actually, I actually forgot that that's where that came from. I just made, I I made that up. On, I made that up by myself. Okay, I I also I also um
3: thought that having to force the rangers to fight with all making karate noises was just too perfect
1: to be real. Yeah, that's too clever of a power. You're right. All right, so thank you. Uh, but so I believe that means that Lexi and Mike are tied at four, and Luke is at two. Yeah, I believe that's where we are in the score. Just giving you an update because we only have two left. So, I should have been Luke, sabotaging. Get, yeah, so Luke, if you get both these right and they get both wrong, you, 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 the whole thing's a tie. That's probably what happens. So Alright, we're going to Time Force, which is my favorite season, personally, so I didn't have to do that much research into which monster. Um, first up, we have Brickneck, who is a just like a ninja guy with a sword and a gun, pretty basic monster, but he's called that because on his neck, it's just made of bricks. It just looks like bricks. That's pretty much it. Okay. But he's very strong in that area. Brickneck. Uh, Mm -hmm. Then two is Toxicon, which is just a big poison, like, looks, it kind of looks like a poison cloud type thing, and it would attack by throwing poison at people and, like, make toxic smoke that made it hard for the rangers to breathe. That's the way he did it. All right. So, Luke? Brickneck
2: sounds like it would be real in season one. I think by time force they got at least 5% less lazy with the names I'm going to say Toxicon is real Okay Lexi
3: (sighs) I like the simplicity of Brickneck like that sounds like a real middle of the road random ass episode that they'd throw out and I'm going to go
1: with it Okay I was Uh, reading up to a there and I realized I didn't (laughs) have one (laughs) I too am going to go with Brickneck as being what? Uh, real. Oh, well, didn't... Wait, Lexi, did you say he was real or I fake? I said it was real. Oh, okay. So Luke was the one, only one who thought I, it was fake. Yeah, I said Toxicon was real. Right. And you're wrong! Brickneck's God. real! what? <laughs> so Mike and Lexi are tied at five, and Luke's wrong. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah. Well, Luke is my favorite game show anymore. host. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and lastly, we've got Power Rangers Wild Force. For the record, all of the monsters in Wild Force are org. They're a like basically they get made when an evil spirit inhabits like an everyday object or something oh, so like that. like kind of. Pretty much, there's like like a like a, there's like I'm I'm gonna say what well, that's not on the list. There's like barbed wire org and like lawnmower org and Wait, all did that stuff. you just
2: stuff. call it lawnmower org?
1: Yeah, they don't have a name. Ugh. They just have a. The, oh. Yeah, fuck. it's not it's not the best part, but whatever. Wow, Mouthforce uh, fucking sucks. Yeah, jeez. It, 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 it has good parts. I don't think it ranked high on the Simon chart. It didn't, but me and him disagree on that a lot. But so, now, uh, first up, we've got Remote Control Org, which is just made from a remote control, and it was basically just a big remote control. It's, shockingly, its power is that it controlled things, and it would make the rangers do stuff, and it would make their zords do stuff, uh-huh. and it would shoot lasers from its head, like, you know, a remote. Uh, Then there is Wedding Dress Org, which is a female monster that just is like a big purple wedding dress come to life that would capture women who were about to get married and turn them into mannequins. Uh, Oh, (laughs) jeez. Yeah, that's that. Yep.
2: Um, I'm going to go with Remote Control Org, but more than any other, this is just a fucking shot in the dark. Remote Control Org is real? Yeah, I'm saying Remote Control Org is real. Okay,
3: got it. Lexi, I am once again gonna fall to the wedding dress beat. One being real, because again, I really hope nobody I know came up with that. Okay, I mean, right. I mean that absolutely sounds like something I would come up with. Mm. So here's the thing:
0: mm-hmm.
4: if I, I my gut says the wedding dress, but if I give the same answer as Lexi, that's that's a tie, and I'm not sure if Lucas has a plan for ties.
3: I,
1: I didn't. I could come up with something.
3: <laughs>
1: Mike, <laughs> yeah, do not going,
3: sabotage. I'm, I'm, do not sabotage your answer just because you don't want a tie to happen.
4: That's true. I'm gonna say yes to the dress. The dress is real. <laughs>
3: you
1: are both right. Luke is wrong yet again. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> so yeah, you guys are tied at six. Um, phew, I mean, yeah, I didn't have a plan in place for a tie. Yes, I mean, I, yeah, just I've both. always got a
4: tiebreaker ready in the chamber, my man. You got it.
1: Yeah, I let, I, I'm new at this, right? <laughs> what do you want from me? <laughs> Um, okay, what to do, what to do, what to do. I mean,
2: just let it be a tie. <laughs> yeah, it's I, a tie.
1: I, 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 okay, great. Br- 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 I, I thought, yeah, yeah we can fucking soccer this. Here's the thing.
4: We can't declare a winner, but we can definitively declare Luke the loser.
2: <laughs> yeah, that sounds good to me. Huh? <laughs> you can do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, buddy. Yeah, that was uh, OC or OG, actually about Power Rangers edition, and I hope some. I hope uh, the listeners enjoyed it as much as I did. I had a blast. Yeah, I had fun. Great. Yeah. Cool. Luke, did you have fun losing? Wow.
3: <laughs> You know, this is like I'm... a twist to game shows where the host just has utter contempt for one of the players.
2: I'm not coming back on this show again. Luke, Luke, it's fine. We're getting
1: rid of Lucas after this. I quit. That's true. Uh, yeah, thank you guys for playing. I hope you had a fun time. He's just trying but, to drive uh... you
3: off so he can become the new Luke on the show. Don't let him Fuck. win. <laughs>
1: Uh, but yeah, that's my game, I hope you enjoyed it, but uh, that's gonna do it for us, uh, this week, guys. Um, so, uh, wait, how does Zach end these? Um, About as poorly as you are, so I don't feel bad. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right, so why don't we go around and say if there's anything anybody wants to plug. So, Mike, do you have something you'd like to plug?
3: Uh,
4: yeah, so, uh, besides this, I've got, uh, Home for Infinite Losers that I do with Luke and Emily. You know, sometimes. Uh, (laughs) Sometimes, yeah. Uh, we got Silver Pines on the uh, on the uh, Audio Entropy YouTube channel, which is uh, which is um, a tabletop game that Luke GMs that we do, and it's real fun. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Rabbit. and uh, that's about everything I got going on.
2: Uh, great, Luke. Uh, yeah. Like Mike said, Silver Pines. Uh, you can watch the archive on our YouTube channel, or if you go to bitly Pines Saturday nights at 9 p.m. Central Time. Uh, right, you, can go to the, you can go to that URL anytime. I mean, yeah, but there won't be anything there.
3: Oh, is that to <laughs> the? Is that to the? That, to the that for the, direct to the stream?
2: That's direct to the stream because and the actual URL for the YouTube stream is way too long to right, That's right. It's not just... It's like gaming.youtube.com slash audio entropy or something. Right. That's right. I forgot it wasn't just the shame of the channel. Yeah. So I just made a bitly link. Uh, you can also listen to Totally Reprise, which is a podcast I'm on where we talk about Totally Spies. We're in season five now, which exists. There's a fifth <laughs> season of Totally Spies. Is not there a sixth? There sure is. That's the revival season that came out in 2014. Oh boy,
4: <laughs> that'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you think there's going to be a seven?
2: God willing. <laughs> is there willing? Is there interest in one? I don't know. I mean, totally reprised gets a lot of listeners. That's true. We need to start a writing campaign. campaign. Um, Definitely. But uh, yeah, but I'll like, there's a difference between interest in like,
4: here's this dumb fucking thing from when I was a kid versus this is a thing children would like. Right.
2: children will like whatever you fucking put in front of them let's be real (laughs) Uh, you can also listen to MCU Complete Me which is a show I do with Audio Entropy host Crystal where we watch every Marvel Cinematic Universe movie and I explain to her why the movies she likes are bad actually it's actually, like, a really good podcast. I, I have fun doing I it. I
4: super enjoyed the episode about Iron Man 2. Well,
3: so the, the good thing about it is Crystal very much loves those movies and will find the reasons why she thinks they're good. Luke very yeah. much doesn't like the movies and will find the reasons he thinks they're bad. So regardless of how you thi- feel about any of those movies, there's something for you, you there. You will be vindicated. Yeah, there, there has <laughs> been more than one instance where, like... Luke actually
4: talked Crystal down on the movie and Crystal talked Luke up on the movie and yeah. they both just sort of decide it's in the middle somewhere.
2: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we've got the the next episode coming out is on Thor, which we were actually pretty positive on, so there you go. I, I'm, I'm really go.
4: looking forward to it as what as one of the few people who like genuinely liked the first Thor when it came out. It's yeah, I'm the best excited. MCU
2: movie in the first like, run of them and it's not close. Luke, I'm going to be honest with you. I felt that way when I left the theaters f- seeing Thor the first time. Like it's that, and the Avengers are the only two good ones. Fair enough. And That's I also like Captain America, opinion. but you yeah. Know. Well, listen, I I do a whole show. I'm not gonna get into it here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We we don't
1: need to. Lexi, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Um, I mean, yeah. Go
3: to autographfree.com. Um, the whole the whole website's kind of my plug. Um, oh
1: snap! Save me the plug.
3: No. Um. But yeah, I mean, we got a ton of stuff. Um, I'm not really doing a whole lot else on there at the moment, but uh, um, I mean, I I, I keep the thing running, so. I feel like I'll leave my mark. Um, also, go sure. to, um, Luke mentioned our YouTube. I don't think he said the URL. It's just audioentropy.com. Wow. YouTube.com slash audioentropy. Nope. I, I mean, believe- you could
2: probably make audioentropy.com slash YouTube redirect to it. I
3: was just going to say, by the time you hear this, maybe I'll have done that. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I've got stuff that goes up on there. Um, myself and Emily, who um, is sort of part of this podcast, it's been really hard to schedule around her work lately. Um, but we do a LP of Deus Ex Human Revolution that I've actually been consistently uploading for a few weeks here, and I'm going to keep trying to keep that going, because I've got quite a bit of archive to get through yet. Yeah.
2: I would recommend Yeah, working on that. We had a lot of Homestuck shit archived that I was being very lazy about editing, and it's all been lost because Ashley's hard drive died. Yeah,
3: I mean, I do have, like, three different backup solutions, so I'm not worried about that, but That's I fair. would like
1: to get keep the content consistent yeah yeah that sucks Luke yeah sure does uh, but yeah, so that's great. Um, and if you are interested, if you like me hosting the show, maybe you'll like it when I host my own show, which is D-Comedy yeah. on uh <laughs> Luke has where not been watch, happy with how this <laughs> I, can, I can tell. Uh, but no, where we, me and my sister Emma watch every Disney Channel original movie, and we have a real fun time doing it. We just put up uh, our episode about Lemonade Mouth, and next month we're, we're doing one month at a time. Next month we're doing uh, Motocrossed, and it's a, we really like doing the show. Okay, wait, hold on. Was that... Is that another uh, round of the O.C. or O.G. game? <laughs> what? She's saying oh, that, No, yeah. those, are both, those are both real films. Those both exist. I don't um, want but to believe yeah, that. <laughs> well, they're both actually pretty good, is the funny thing. Uh, but so, yeah, you can find us on AudioEntropy.com. You can find our Twitter, at Podcasts, You can find my personal Twitter, at Wildfire underscore King and uh yeah that's it for me i just wanted to take a minute to thank you guys for letting me come on and helm this uh dying ship or sinking ship that's the word uh thanks to zach for letting me do it i know he's busy that's why he couldn't be here uh but also is there anything you guys i mean this is still your you know your third anniversary is anything the regular hosts of this podcast want to say to all the listeners i mean thanks for thanks for listening
3: I've already yeah, asked you multiple genuine... <laughs> times why, and so at this point it feels like there's no point in in questioning it, so yeah, right. I'm, I'm really, like, dropping the artifice for a sec, like, it's sure. crazy, it's crazy to me that we have the amount of listeners that we do, and that people consider themselves actual, like, fans of what we do. Like I was about I, to say,
2: it's very nice of you to listen to us. Yeah, which... like, <laughs> I,
3: like, for real, though, like, um, I mean, to... to Get way be way too personal for a sec. Like mm-hmm. I, I came sure. out on the show not too long ago, and the number yeah. of people who like sent me well wishes after that, who only really know me through this show, was kind of astounding.
2: <laughs> that that's great. Yeah.
3: Like it's I the, mean, the the fact that we're small enough to actually be able to have a somewhat of a communication relationship with some of the listeners. Yeah. As I think, what really makes it.
2: Yeah, we're like still growing and I look at the chart for our like RSS subscribers every month and it keeps getting bigger and I am kind of dreading the moment where that tips to a point where it's like we have to like be a little less like directly we can't be directly involved with every single person that listens to anything. Right. And that's that's going to
3: suck, but you know. Yeah.
2: I mean, think about it Uh, this way.
3: If we keep growing like this, those of you who are listening right now, you're in on the ground floor of something.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you get to tell people you liked us before (laughs) it was cool. It's never going to be cool. It's It's never going to be cool. You like
4: people when it was less Um, (laughs) well-known. But, but like, I mean, doing all this has been, like, it's been so great. Like, it's, it's this podcast and this network and the community that's grown up around it has been a huge positive for my life. It's how I've made many of my closest friends right now. It's how I met Emily. It's I, yeah, just, this is, this is is just like, it's an important part of my life. It's, it's really still my primary social and creative outlet. Like this has been, it's just been great to get to do it with y'all. And it's, and I mean, my God, three fucking years. <laughs> That's... I don't, Like, here's the thing, I don't think I've done anything in my life for three years that I was not, like, somehow legally obligated to do.
2: Well, it's like, I was, I've said it, I think, on the two-year anniversary, I got my current job, like, well after we started this show, so I am going to have been involved with this show for longer than any job I've held. Wow. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I think that's already the case. I'm coming up on that, too, (laughs) actually, thinking about it. Yeah. Jeez. Jeez. That's at awesome. least I mean, I mean, partially you a commentary on the fucking nature of capitalism, but you know, well, you know sure. I mean, it, it wouldn't I mean, be teenagers with
2: that
4: attitude if we didn't like at least take one quick moment to remind ourselves that capitalism fucking sucks. Sure, but <laughs> like, yeah, and this—it's—it's it's so wild because it's just this—it's this dumb thing that like mystery person who would normally be here, like, got us all together. <laughs> Uh, and it just, like, just, it was, it really just started with a random post on an internet forum for a completely unrelated topic. Just being like, hey, who wants to do a Power Rangers podcast? Eh, sure, I'm free on the weekend. And then, like, and here we fucking are.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long and winding road. Yeah. I mean, since I started interacting with you all, I graduated college. Yeah. The time is crazy. But yeah, that's really nice. And I'm sure we're, there we're are influencing some other the young hosts. people, and that's terrifying. That's bad. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, but I'm sure there uh, hang on I'm sure there are some other hosts that would like to say something too what Eric, Eric put in the thing Zach said he was going to record oh okay oh <laughs> uh, okay who's Zach yeah fuck okay, yes, yeah. I, think yeah. The, I think
3: the guy from all along the watchtower like I think he's listened oh, that's before right. he yeah. oh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, like, oh, yeah.
4: We, did, we, did we did do that, do that crossover
3: like, so
1: it makes right, sense right, then, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah right. okay because yeah. technically they yeah.
4: did they did do an episode of TWA so that's appropriate for them to get right, to say right, something
1: yeah definitely definitely All right, well, I think that's going to do it for us this week, guys. Uh, Come back next time for the first episode of the Alien Rangers and see how this all plays out. Can't wait for a Uh, brand new franchise, you know, just starting from scratch right now. Here we go brand new franchise brand new show it's all it's all happening yeah and get ready
2: for uh, us
4: having to pretend to be children for the next couple of months we're gonna do squeaky voices and everything
2: it's gonna be yeah, great. yeah, yeah. i'm not doing it's that. gonna be an audio nightmare No, you have to <laughs> sorry listen this uh, is always an audio nightmare right that really was what uh, we should te- name the
1: network <laughs>
2: that's a way but too edgy te-
1: but for teenagers with attitude <laughs> i've been mike so we- i've been luke I've been Lexi. And I've been your guest host, Lucas. May the power protect you always. Yeah, I fucked that up. I should have put Lucas first.
2: Yeah, you really should have. You up. did. <laughs>
1: I, that's why I said I was going to do the sign out of You could have just <laughs>
3: jumped in and
1: we would have figured it <laughs> out. <laughs> you could have overwritten d- her. I don't want, I don't like confrontation. <laughs> you picked the wrong <laughs>
4: podcast. So, you could have asked this
5: show then.
4: Eric, leave all of this in. <laughs>
5: Oh, Uh. Hey, Putty Patrollers, Rangers, past and future guests, and everyone who's ever been involved with this dumb little project uh, called Teenagers with Attitude. Uh, It's Zach. I had Alpha pipe in this message from my exile at this like weird lake where everything is lit in soft lighting because I, I had an announcement I wanted to make. Um, this uh, is the last episode of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, which, which uh, I'm sure they brought up. Uh, but it's also the third anniversary of Teenagers with Attitude. Uh, we've been doing this show for three years, which I know is completely insane believe me if you think that that's uh, crazy i think it's way crazier than you do and i just wanted to take a minute to acknowledge the people that helped us get here um without listeners like you guys uh the show wouldn't be where it is um doing it is one of the highlights of my week it's literally some of the most fun i have in my life and you might think that's a sad thing but it's not because i love doing this show it's it's genuinely better than a lot of the stuff I get to do. And um, you also might not realize this, but um, doing it has provided me with some of the best friendships that I have in my life. If if no, if no, you guys weren't listening, um, we might stop doing it and I wouldn't have some of the relationships that I consider most important to me. So um, thank you so much to the people who've shown us that you enjoy listening to us against all odds for whatever fucking reason. And and you want to hear more. Um, So thank you to Fletcher, Liz, Lucas, Frankie, everybody who posts on the Facebook group, everybody who's reached out. And, and if you've ever talked to me in person or on Facebook or in email, thank you so much. Um, Thank you to Eric and Mitchell for making us sound professional. Um, Thank you to everybody who's donated their time or money in some weird cases uh, to making this such a joy to do and, and giving all of us such an incredible opportunity. And uh, finally, of course, without uh, the support of Luke, Lexi, Mike, Matt, and Simon, um, I I wouldn't have started this show. I wouldn't have had the courage. I, I would have chickened out and, um, Without the show, we'd never have met Emily, or a lot of the people who are now part of the Audio Entropy Network, Um, and and those guys helped me start this thing, and and I I genuinely can't say enough how much I appreciate that. Uh, I love all of you, uh, and I deeply appreciate the gift of friendship and support uh, that you've given me, and I mean that to everybody, even if I didn't say your name. Um, seriously, thank you all so much. Uh, you, you, you make me so happy that I've, I've done this and, and I, I couldn't have done it without you. Um, yeah, so that's it. Uh, may the power protect you always.